hello to you, YouTube. Welcome to another episode of Movie Combat. Yeah, dig, dig. No, we can't do that. We can't do that. We can't do that. We can't do that. Uh, <laughs> um, with you always is Josh and Ryan. And we are here to uh, talk about movies, discuss movies, rate movies, talk about all things movies, and see how they stack up to other movies. And in this uh, fine installment, we will be talking about Alien Covenant, the eighth movie in our uh, Predator Alien chronology. There we go. Yeah. Can you believe it, man? We've been doing this for eight weeks. Yeah, it's pretty nuts. (laughs) It is pretty crazy. Just like watching all of these movies, seeing them compared to each other. You know, I've been been, been thinking. I'm going to take a little side note here Mm -hmm. because a lot of people are waiting for us to give our our walkthrough of Alien Covenant because they've been preparing. They've been listening to all of the past episodes. They've been getting up to this part. But here... the edge of their seats. (laughs) We are on Alien Covenant, the, uh, the first one that has Alien in the middle in the actual name yeah. other than AVP but I guess AV well, I guess they did put it in it's AVP Alien vs Predator so I guess whatever yeah it's like the main title like it's I think it's known as AVP but like obviously the AVP stands for the Alien vs Predator but yeah but know, yeah okay okay so for those that don't uh, that don't know what we do here like you were explaining you said that we 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 watch the movie we also we we go we watch the movie and then we come back we yeah. sit around the table we discuss what it is that we liked and maybe we didn't like about the movie, and then we rate it, and then it challenges the rest of the movies that we've had on our movie combat uh, season. Because our whole season this far, ha- thus far, has been Predator and Alien movies. Yep. Do you want to uh, go ahead and run us down what we got so far oh, for our yeah, scores yeah. as a reminder yeah, of what we have for the leaderboards at this current moment in time. Yeah, so, um, okay, so first place is still uh, Predator. After eight weeks, eight weeks <laughs> this, strong. Well, this, actually, this is this uh, seven weeks, technically. Yeah, this will be our eighth week. Yeah, this is our eighth week. Will it I'm, contain I its spot? I have a spot? feeling it's probably going to maintain its <laughs> spot. I just, I, that's just a, a small hunch of We'll mine. see, we'll see, we'll see. So anyway, but, what's the score for it? Yeah, so Predator's got an 8.5. And okay. And then in second place, uh, which this was a couple weeks ago, uh, moved into second place uh, was Predators. Yes. The 2018. Uh, or no. No, that's, the, always, that's the 2010. Yeah, yeah I know. 2010. I always look at the year that it takes place. In, yeah, I, I, think, I have okay. a, I almost am tempted to write it down. Like the as, years. Yeah, right. we have a, on written down on a piece of paper yeah. the year that it's supposed to be set quote unquote set in yeah so that's why he said 2018 that's that's the only one that always screws me up for some reason but uh so then uh following uh predators in third place is predator 2 with 6.5 and then following that would be prometheus at six that was our last movie review. that was last week yep yep and it slid into fourth place pretty nicely there you know it's a pretty good solid movie it wasn't the best but you can kind of take it or leave it yeah we we gave it a borrow a six for us is a borrow yeah and so that's a that's pretty good solid score and then uh falling behind that we've got uh alien versus predator avp if you will yeah a solid five and then a or no sorry uh the predator which is the one that came out in 2017 18 Damn it. That one did come out last year. That was the one that was last year. <laughs> yes. Okay. I, I, I was thinking it was 2018, but I was like, no, it didn't come out like a year <laughs> before that. Um, that is 4.5. So I, uh, that's number se- no, six, six. And then yes. number seven currently is AVPR, yeah. Alien versus Predator Requiem. I, am, I will be shocked 
if anything drops below a 3.5. Yeah, and that one that one's probably going to be a must. Well, I don't know. We'll see. I mean, I mean, we'll see. We yeah. got we got still some alien movies to come out there. Yeah, cuz hey, Resurrection, man. That one's that I one's still like, haven't seen Alien Resurrection. Dude, that one's a whole barrel of laughs, I can tell you that. <laughs> I mean, it's probably not that bad. It, you know, AVPR is probably going to be in last place for the rest of the season. I'm just going to say it. You know, it probably <laughs> is. I'm, like as I can't think of anything that would be worse than that movie. But uh but yeah, so so far that's where we're sitting and Alien Covenant is uh br- it's the new challenger as uh, as we speak right now. Yes, and let's see if it can climb the te- the movie combat tower here. When did Alien Covenant come out cuz I don't have the Alien Covenant came out. Oh gosh, I was going to try and go off the top of my head, but now I don't want to do that. Or? I think you're not too far off. No, 2015, I think. 2015. Why is IMDb broken? Cuz I think 20 <laughs> cuz I think 2012 was um was Prometheus. Prometheus. Yeah, and I'm pretty sure Covenant was 2015. Oh, here we if go. I remember. Correctly. 2017. God damn it. Man, that movie only came out two years ago? That is crazy. Man. Okay. That, right. I thought it came out like four or five years ago at this point. All right. So the 2017 Alien Covenant. Yes. It starts out with an eye. Yes. Well, I, I love the eye shot openings. Like, they've been doing this since Lost, as far as I can remember. I can't remember anything previous to that because. I don't know, but I always love it when a movie opens with an eye shot or yep. a TV show. Pan- it it uh, pulls back, and then you get to see uh, David, yes. who we saw in the last film, being played by uh, Michael Fassbender. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then the uh, I am your father quote is, uh, is said because we get to see yes. uh, less wrinkly yeah. Wayland. Young Peter Wayland, as yeah. we should have seen him in the first film. Yeah, You know, you would think you would have at least caught a scene, but word on the street is they cut that one. We also get to uh, find out why David's name is David. He yes. looked at the statue of David, which is by far, like, almost looks like it's three times as big as the actual statue of David. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, he, he names himself based on that. <laughs> I just thought that sounded really funny the way you said that. Because <laughs> it's the statue of David, you know? Oh, not that David. The statue of David, the... Uh, no, because you were like, he's three times as big, you know, because it's the statue of David and he's naked. Oh, it got just it. Th- I just thought it sounded ah, funny. Penis joke. Hey-o. All right. So, <laughs> so uh, yeah, he. Uh, we get a little bit of some questioning from David. He yes. turns around and looks at uh, Mr. Whalen and he says, uh, if you created me, who created you? And then he says something along the lines of, uh, you know, that's kind of the lifelong I guess journey or whatever. I don't know. Yeah, that's that's like in. the great question. You know, that's the question we all ask or whatever. I can't remember exactly what he said, but it was along those lines. Like essentially, you know, it's the meaning of life is like what we're here for and why who made us. There is an extended version of this scene. I didn't watch it all the way because I was like, this scene was long enough to be even in the movie, mm-hmm. so I didn't want to watch whatever they. They they cut out. So what, what is there anything else before we move on? Because I, oh, I didn't um, move out of this scene after that. Well, basically, we just found out that Whalen's afraid of death because David says something about, like, yeah, after after Whalen dies, David's going to live long after him. And then you can see him kind of fidget in his chair, and he's like, David, bring me the tea. Yeah, and the tea's, <laughs> you know? like, right next to him. Well, <laughs> yeah. we, because that's a little bit of uh, confirmation on why he was kind of an asshole, yeah. why Peter was an asshole in the in the. Uh, in Prometheus is right. because he was saying the whole reason why they went and journeyed into finding the engineers was to find out how they live forever kind of thing. Yeah. And then it turns out that they aren't living forever. They're, they're definitely dead. So yeah. uh, because of the 
because of the xenomorphs. I really wish this scene would have been in Prometheus. It would have, I think it would have put in context the whole movie a lot better, and I think people wouldn't have been as harsh on Prometheus. You but know, how will they get a callback in this but, movie? <laughs> but yeah, I suppose. Yeah, I guess true. really later on we would not really necessarily need it because. Yeah. Um, anyway, we get the to see the Covenant, yes. which is the name of the ship. Yeah. Uh, so they kind of took that. The Prometheus is the name of that ship, and this is called the Covenant. Oh, right, right. Um, the date is 12-5-2004. Mm-hmm. Uh, crew is 15, cargo 2,000 colonists, 1,140 embryos, ETA, seven years, four months, going to... Or, or a guy. Okay, because I, I tried to spell it as I thought about it, and I totally didn't spell it phonetically oh. of how it sounds. Uh, or guy six yes. is what it is. Um, and then we get to see uh, Michael Fassbender again, and we're like, whoa, yeah. wait a minute. Yeah. What is happening here? And he's kind of walking a little differently, and he all of a sudden starts talking, and he doesn't have a British accent. Yeah, I dude, I love Walter's accent. And, yeah, because it's it definitely sounds like... Oh, sorry, I gave away his name. Well, no, it, it, so Walter is the, is the, is the android's name, and yeah. it definitely sounds like he's forcefully pushing an American accent. Yeah, and, it, and it, it, it kind of talks with a gruff voice because he's like, my name's Walter. Yeah. You know? And it's like, you, yeah, you can tell. Because one of my favorite parts is when, he, when he's like, there's been a few upgrades, you know, like, Oh later yeah. On yeah. Movie. Yeah. So it's just, it definitely, it just, it just it sounds very, very good. Yeah. Um, and, uh, and, and then he starts putting out like charging materials. Like he puts out this giant netting. Oh, right. And yeah. uh, it's like, it looks the, like the gold. solar sail. Yeah. Sails, it's it's like these giant, it. yeah. Tarps of, to charge. I put charging sails. Yeah. Um, and yeah, and he's checking up on the crew, you know, he's doing his normal duty kind of stuff. <laughs> duty. <laughs> um, yeah. So Walter has a, I, I wrote Walter has a different demeanor walk slash speech. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I wrote eggs on ice because, oh, right, yeah. uh, as Walter's checking the ship, he checks on the crew and they are all sleeping mm-hmm. and then he opens up the door and then there's these eggs of embryo eggs. Uh, which I was like, oh, yeah, little that's tiny, a little gross. Little babies. <laughs> yeah, well, half a baby. Well, yeah, it's like not fertilized it, yet. Yeah. It, uh, well, I thought it was like uh, partially. They're just the egg, no, which I, is weird because they're giant. Well, that's what I was gonna say. I thought. It oh, was, I know. I think they are embryos. Yeah, because yeah, because it, it's like the part. It's the part of the, like when the baby's got the big black eye and it's got the huge head, but it's like just this little tiny <laughs> it's, yeah, it's tadpole like a, body, slight. Like, fetus yeah yeah it's like I, th- I would say it's probably like three months into maybe into fertilization i would guess uh we also get to know that there is an ai on the ship named mother oh right and this this is important because i didn't realize this the first time i watched this movie i totally forgot about mother because mother appears later in the series so i'm just gonna spoil that right now okay so Um, remember mother yeah but remember yeah i mean mother's not necessarily a main character but i just didn't realize that oh mother like makes an appearance here it's basically the computer system yeah she's the she's the ai computer uh and then we see uh walter uh, i get oh so when walter was checking on the crew Mm -hmm. Uh, he goes over to this woman, and her name's Daniels. Yeah. Uh, she doesn't have a first name. They all go by the last name. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. I don't. Or code name. Um. Yeah, because I I would assume she has a first name, but they probably just never say it. It's not in IMDb. It just says Daniels. Oh, really? Yep. Weird. And then obviously, Does, do the other characters have first names? 
Uh, nope. That's strange because like when I was reading about some, uh, or I was reading stuff about it on the on like the wiki, and it had like the, okay, so uh, Rosenthal was another character, um, who pops up later, and we'll talk about her, but. But Rosenthal has a first name that I had no idea. And then uh, when I was reading the wiki, it's all like like Janine. And I'm like, who the fuck's Janine? You oh, know? yeah. So, yeah. So listed here on IMDb, they have a lot of their first names. Uh, but I think they mainly went based on oh, no. yeah, those. I mean, not their first names. They're names that are predominantly used. And then they didn't put in their main names. Um, oh, because okay. I also remember them. They some people actually referred to Daniels as Danny. Oh, okay. And I'm like, her and, name is Danny Daniels. Yeah, and then and, <laughs> yeah. it's like, wait a minute. And then, uh, Chris, Chris, the captain. Uh, he was. Uh, he, that's his first name is Chris. I think his name was like Chris Cruz or something. Chris Cruz. Yeah, that's the pastor look or the like religious dude who who is essentially captain. Well, we'll get to that part. Yeah, I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah, he's he's the guy, well. Um he followed David. He followed David. Yeah, like later okay, on. Okay, we'll get to that. Let's see if I actually describe him then you you can let me know. Yeah, yeah. Uh and then he said shit hits the fan real fast. Uh ship's yeah. gold foil gets crumpled. Yeah. And they have to they have solar to, flare. Yeah. They they start running all over the place trying to figure out, well, uh, Walter is like on the other side of the ship now, so he's like telling it, "Wake up, everybody!" Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, Mother, wake up the crew. Yeah, <laughs> wake up the crew. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and so and so, Mother is waking up the crew as she's waking up everybody. Um, uh, things go wrong in a pod. Yeah. And uh, you see a you see a familiar face for about four frames, yeah. and then it just gets lit on fire. Yeah. And you're like, oh, that sucks. <laughs> and then, uh, that, and yeah, so they're just getting cooked. That Both, character's name was Branson. Yeah, hold on just a second I, before I, we get to that. <laughs> so... As that's happening, everyone's all freaking out. Some of the crew is like trying to rush to get the things shut down so they don't break anything else. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden, the fire explodes in the pod and then crisps the uh, the person that is in there yes. with a very uh, interesting mustache because this actor always grows a weird mustache. I don't know yeah, it's you. a very recognizable mustache if you if you see it in a movie. Uh, it turns out that Daniels is uh, in love with this person. We didn't. Do we ever find out the relationship? I, they're just together. They're, I, they're, they're not like bo- they're boyfriend and girlfriend. I would assume. Yeah, yeah they, they're not they married. Don't specifically ex- state it, but just it's inferred. Yeah. Um, I just like how the next shot after this is in Daniels's room, mm-hmm. and there's a TV. With, I said, enjoy beautiful TV with. Uh, with the forest to forget your dead boyfriend. Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> I was like, who put her in here by herself? Yeah. Like, why would you do that? Uh, but then... And it's scanning by some pictures. Yeah, and she picks up the picture. What What is in the... Uh, well, this, like, iPad-looking so, thing, I Yeah, guess. so she picks up a future iPad, I, iPad 78. And, yeah, uh, at know, this point. Yeah, this is like 100 years from now, I think. Yeah, because uh, yeah, this takes place in, what was it, 2104, right? Yes. Um, and so... Uh, Basically, uh, you see James Franco, and he's there yeah. on a rock mountain climb. Free he's like, climbing. Yeah, and he's like, hey, where are you at? Uh, I can't promise you anything. Check out this view, huh? <laughs> you yeah. know, Gotta go. Yeah. Love you. <laughs> yep. And then it ends. And that's the last of that. Yep, that yep. was James Franco's cameo for about 
15 seconds. Yep, you'll never see him in the movie again. <laughs> he was in a lot of the promotional material. There was a couple little like five minute snippets. Uh, oh really? Yeah, they they were they were running them onto like TV and online, and uh, there was like interviews with the crew, quote unquote, where they were interviewing like Daniels and Branson, which is James Franco's character, and the, and then he was talking to him. There's a photo that you see of the whole crew, and that photo's taken during one of those uh, promotional materials because they're all together and they're like, okay, well, one last photo before we go to sleep. And then they, that's when they go to bed and then the movie essentially picks up with them after that. So they're only like five minute snippets. They're not really like important to the movie. If, if you weren't that interested in the behind the scenes content and stuff like that. Yeah, I'm I'm just trying to figure out where but, uh, like James Franco isn't even listed as the main cast. Yeah, here. I don't even yeah, I was gonna say I don't even think he gets a credited role. I'm pretty oh, sure. No. Yeah, oh. uncredited. Uncredited. Okay, yeah, uncredited. I was gonna say, yeah, because I remember looking that up because uh, I think a couple of his scenes were cut from the movie too. And I, I I don't know why, but um but I guess essentially other than James Franco, uh there were forty seven colonists and sixteen embryos that also were killed or destroyed. Um, during so the now whole... no longer a solid two thousand. Yes. <laughs> now we're at one thousand nine hundred and wait, you said forty? Forty seven. Oh god, never mind. <laughs> <laughs> one thousand nine hundred fifty three. There you go. Um and then uh yeah, and then sixteen embryos. Um and then I I wrote right here because after everybody's awake, this is when we start getting a debrief by the new captain, which is Chris. And then uh Well hold on. She before that happens, she puts a nail around her neck. Oh yeah, yeah. I I don't. I wasn't sure if that was significant when I. Yeah, but, but I wrote I reali- it down, and then it eventually becomes. Known it's like a. Later. It's like a symbolism yeah. kind of thing, which yeah. which I didn't realize at the time, and then when I watched, it, I was like, oh yeah, okay, that makes sense. Yeah, and um, then I said, uh, n- oh yeah, I wrote at the t- at the twelve minute mark, not so crispy, James Franco. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, because because you see his body getting like hauled out well no the... this one was that video playing this is the video oh okay yeah, yeah. and then yeah, oh i did write that 47 colonists 16 embryos one crew dead yeah. oh okay yeah because you see them lifting some of the bodies out of um out of the cabin i think it's the colonists that they're because there's like multiple things how much does that suck yeah you died unconscious yeah like you were you went in willingly into this pod and then you never, never wake, wake up. up. Yeah. <laughs> and then no one knows. Like, you could have died and the rest of your family survived. Right. And they won't know until they get to the... Yeah, because they're, they're on a journey. It was supposed to be like a 10-year-long journey, and I think they were only like seven... They still have seven years left yeah. for that journey. Okay, yeah, they were only two and a half years into it or yeah. something like that. And so, yeah, they, they woke up like seven with seven years to go, and none of them wanted to get back in the pod because of the fire. And... um. And, you know, of course, they were like, but fuck, man, seven years. And then yeah. I just so I just wrote when the new captain's like giving them the the lowdown or whatever. I just put new captain sucks ship fucked <laughs> because because the new captain is kind of a dick and not necessarily a dick in a mean way. He's just he doesn't have the confidence to be a captain. Essentially. Sure. Yeah, because you know? he was the he was the co-captain. I mean, not co-captain. He's the first, second in command. Yeah. First first mate. First mate. Yeah, that would probably be a- um and then uh so Daniels and oh, XO, Walter maybe? Huh? XO executive officer probably yeah something like that um and then uh Daniels and Walter uh Walter willingly volunteers himself to go help out uh Daniels to go check out on the cargo to make sure if anything oh, is shifted right. like vehicle wise yeah I wrote one big giant Tonka truck yeah dude that that so like. Uh, they have them in Grand Theft Auto Five. They're like the giant, giant 
dump trucks. And even and, and, so, and, and then like, imagine that times like right. three. Yeah, because these like, things are huge. I don't even yeah. know what you would even use that for. I yeah, I guess my move space, a mountain, space rocks. <laughs> yeah, or something. I have no idea. <laughs> um, and uh, here we get to hear Daniels and Walter oh, kind of yes. do some banter, <laughs> and she mentions that it was James Franco's idea uh, for her and him to move. So this yeah. wasn't even her idea. I just wrote that down because I was like, oh, so she does not want to be here. And now the only thing keeping her here is gone. Yeah. <laughs> so she really don't want to be here anymore. Uh, but then he said, because she mentions, because the significance of the nail is that they were going to use the nail to build a log cabin. Yeah, that was going to be like the last nail put in. Or yeah. Something and like so that. Walter says, because she goes, I don't understand. I don't know what to why I should continue to move on. Yeah, like, what should I do Yeah, now? and then Walter responds, you promised to build a log cabin on a lake, which yeah. is what she was just saying, and I was like, oh, man, that's pretty good. Yeah. it's pretty good, Walter. <laughs> Walter's so cool because, like, it, it's, like, he's just, uh, you can tell he's got a different personality than David. Like, he's not as inquisitive. Yeah, um, which they do explain a little bit why. Yeah, they'll touch upon some of the some of the reasons why like his personality is different, but you can tell that he's not as inquisitive and he seems to be a little bit more empathetic towards humans than than David was. Yeah. Um and then everyone kind of gathers Tennessee, which is Danny McBride's character. Yeah. Um Daniels, Walters even there. Yep. Couple other people like Tennessee's wife and blah blah blah, mm-hmm. and they all drink to uh, James Franco and then shoot him off into space. Yep, space <laughs> burial, man. But the uh, captain was an asshole. Yeah, and he didn't want them to do that. And yep. I'm like, fuck this guy. He is an asshole. Yeah, <laughs> like, and he gets pissy about it because he's like, they di- they disobeyed a direct order. It doesn't matter like what it is. Yeah, and then his wife because yeah. he's talking to his wife. And right. then she's like, you know, you need to calm down. Yeah. <laughs> it's not a big deal. And it's their friend. What I like about this scene, though, is Walter even drinks. Right. He's like, I can't drink, but I'll do it with you just for the when in Rome. Yeah. And I'm like, awesome. <laughs> like, it's like a, like you were saying, it's I, this. Walter is definitely the better, the best Android we'll probably see in this whole oh, <laughs> franchise. Oh yeah, for sure. Um, and then and then to uh, um. The captain, he says that uh, the reason why that they don't trust him is because he's a man of faith. So I'm I'm guessing that 100 years into the future, there's a big separation between religion and not religion, like even more so. And the idea of people who are religious, I'm, I'm guessing it's it seems like it's more now minority than not because of just the amount of science that they got. So essentially, the way he makes it sound is they all think he's cuckoo. And I wrote down, so I guess his first name is Chris. Because I wrote that down, but they don't list that on IMDb, which is weird. Um, I wrote Chris is new captain, and he's crazy insecure. Yeah, basically, and so yeah, he's he's just talking about how like oh, like the company didn't trust me because I'm I'm a man of faith. They don't believe me. This and that, and then uh, that's about the last that that's brought up. Yeah. <laughs> um. So they go. All right. Well, you know what? We got to fix this thing if we're ever gonna want to like. You know, we need to repair the giant tin foil that's outside. Yep. So Danny McBride. Uh. Tennessee mm-hmm. and uh some other guy I can't remember. Um they yeah, go it's, it's out. just one of the red shirts. Yeah, they they dress up in this like neon yellow spacesuits. Yeah. And they go outside. They looked like something from Bioshock. They did. <laughs> they looked very Bioshocky and they jumped out and then they go uh and try to fix it, which apparently didn't take much. They just went out there, wheel yeah. it back in. Yeah, he basically just reattached the cable and then pulled it right on in. But uh, so the first guy goes back in. He's like, "Hey, you know, I'll see you in there, Tennessee." And Tennessee's like, "All right, man, I'm heading. I'm heading back because he's all the way at the top." Yep. And uh, so he starts heading back, but something happens. 
Something happens to Danny McBride's radio transmission. What's yeah. going on there? Yeah, it's uh, all of a sudden you hear, you know, and then uh, you hear like kind of scattered voices and, and people can't pick him up. And he's like, what the fuck is that? You know, and then it goes away for a second. But then when he comes back in, they analyze his helmet and then they start uh, decoding essentially a radio transmission from a nearby planet and yes as it's going it starts uh, sounding very familiar <laughs> yeah it's uh D- danny mcbride's character uh pulls out that it's uh, john denver yeah, fucking john denver <laughs> oh is that what he says yeah he's like it's fucking john denver and he's like are you kidding he's like i never fucked kid about john denver <laughs> <laughs> Definitely sounds like a that is an improvised line yeah, right there, was, and it's a totally Danny McBride. You can that tell is definitely a Danny McBride yeah, line. Yeah. Uh, if if not, then kudos to whoever wrote that because you wrote yeah. that for the perfect person. There. Like I think he broke character when he said it because it was like <laughs> never fuck with you. Yeah, it's it looked like something that came straight out of like Eastbound and Down. Yeah, you know? uh, yeah. So John Denver in space music yeah. was music was the interference. Um, yes. So they're all discussing about, all right, what are we going to do? Like, let's let's see where this thing's coming from. They find out that it's coming from a planet that's coming from not too not too far away yeah, from where they're at. A few weeks. Yes. And so they can go there literally and save years on them traveling because they're going to have to travel for seven years. Yep. Now, the thing was is, though, Daniels was like, what the fuck are you doing? Right. We trained for our uh, what the other planet six. Yeah. Oh six is what we planned it was for. Like Ten years in the making. Yeah, we planned for this. We spent millions and billions and trillions of dollars on this. Yeah. Why are we gonna go to this random planet that we have no idea it existed? If we didn't see this before, why are we seeing it now? And so they're the captain. Chris, Captain Chris, yeah. <laughs> is Captain all say, Chris? and he's like, you know what? We, wh- why don't you trust me? Like, blah blah blah. We're gonna do this. Yeah. We're just gonna check it out. Is what he keeps saying. Yeah, we're just like, checking it yeah, out. Just zip zap right down to the t- the planet. We'll take a look, and then we'll go right back up. Yep. And so, um, they choose to look at the closer planet. Uh, they train for our guy six, but want to go see a planet they never saw before. Yeah. Uh, Daniels is not a fan of this plan, and so uh, they all get the crew together. Yeah. Uh, Danny McBride and this couple uh stay up on the ship. Yeah, and Danny McBride's wife, who's also a captain, goes down in their little like rover ship. Yeah, uh, to go to this planet. Now this planet is very like the the storms are bad. So they have to like send. The, they can't bring the whole ship down. They can only send this rover ship. So it goes down there, and they start flying around, and uh, they they finally get down oh, there. Well, I, on their on their way down, there's a lot of titty talk. I know. I was gonna. <laughs> I, was, I was working. I up. Oh, this. I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. Uh, so uh, actually, you go ahead. You well, go ahead. I didn't. You I didn't actually write down the quotes. Oh, okay. It happened too fast, and I, I was laughing. Yeah, I was. <laughs> so uh, Danny McBride called calls yeah. the other girl the other couple's wife yeah okay calls sweet her. tits yeah and then and then uh what do you call it and then the other the the husband's like hey like you can't call my wife that blah 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 yeah, don't talk that. about her tits yeah you know? and he's like hey you can call my wife's anything and then he uh his tennessee's wife goes calm down there sugar dick yeah. and i was like i was like sugar dick what is this i've never heard of this before so yeah, that was that was pretty something. Yeah, it was, uh, it was a good banter between characters. Like I I like Danny B- McBride's character in this, um, even though he seems like totally out of place. 
I think when I heard he was going to be in this movie, I thought it was like, oh man, where's yeah. this movie going to go? And, yeah, and it's, it's it is kind of funny because it's like not like most, if not all, of the other actors are pretty like unknown. The only other actor, well, there's a couple in there, I guess, but but one Michael of, Fassbender, and that's pretty much it. Yeah, and then the the cameo by James Franco, and the only yeah. other actor that I know in this movie is uh, Jussie Smollett or whatever the dude who just recently was like in hot water on the internet for fake oh this crime. is the this is that guy yeah that's yeah, the that's that, the husband guy this is the empire guy yeah that's the dude holy who was, who was shit up on the, ship. the guy that was uh that was sweet tit's husband yes so yeah and that that's this the guy reason, yeah it was just like whoa holy shit dude. i totally didn't even but honestly yeah. no one would have gave two shits about this guy exactly. if they didn't even if, if that, if didn't that even never happen. had happened nobody would even know who that yeah was. i didn't know who so, i was well there you go there's there's some trivia for you yeah it was just kind of funny but there's uh, a little freebie yeah <laughs> um so yeah, because the storm rolls in, they lost calm with the flying yeah. uh, through the storm. Rough landing. Yeah, uh, but I was like, man, the water landing looks great with that CGI ship. They yeah. did a great job with that. Yeah, the CGI as both both ships, like most of the ships, like that we see. They did a really good job. Yeah, I really I really like the the way it all looked in this movie. It looked really good. It was really just clean mm-hmm. put together. Um. Calm reconnected after landing, so when they landed, they were everyone's getting ready to leave. Uh, the w- wife calls back up to Tennessee, and uh, pretty much gets a sort of a connection. But she's saying, you know what, it's kind of coming in fuzzy. I'm gonna try and fix it, get a cleaner reception, so that everyone could, you know. So she stays behind. Everyone else leaves yeah, to go and venture on up with guns and GoPros. Hashtag GoPro. Oh, right. Yes. Yes. Uh, which never come into use. They never show an angle from that. That's true, yeah. It's weird because they did, they did show an angle from that in Prometheus, but the GoPros have lasted apparently centuries now. Yeah, <laughs> that they're I, using GoPro Hero like fives in this movie. I, I would assume that uh, Tennessee and crew were watching them because you do get cuts of them back at the ship. Okay, but um, we don't but actually don't see a see, POV of this, right? Yeah, so I'm assuming they're probably watching from from their end just kind of seeing what's going on because they're also trying to con- they're also trying to talk to Ferris about uh, which is Tennessee's wife um they're trying to talk to her about working out the stuff with the ship or at least her and Tennessee are bantering back and forth and I think the other two are watching the rest of the crew yeah so yeah, um, they're just kind of keeping track of I them. also wrote everyone walks out without suits yeah yeah I put, just very willingly yeah I because I, I put breathable breathable nah, breathable atmosphere um but still like you would think well we're going on to an unknown planet that we haven't charted before why would we just walk out like not knowing what the diseases are what kind of things are in the air like even if it is breathable like you know is it perfectly oxygenated like would it be like standing on a mountain or you know is it the air too thin even though they, it, i guess it was pretty earth-like but either way it's stupid to go out onto a foreign planet without a suit but like you were saying, I wrote down everyone is armed, uh, and then they start searching the planet. They start walking through some some fields and whatnot. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, they notice something about a field they're standing in, some familiar plantation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's uh, it's wheat. Yeah. <laughs> Extra large wheat to be exact. Yeah, they crush it, and it's, it's the size of a golf ball. Yeah, it's like yeah, like each little wheat grain is fucking huge, and uh, and the one guy, he's all like, "This is wheat." 
and I know wheat. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> ah, well, yes, we brought the wheat expert. <laughs> yeah, I guess you're the farmer of the group, you know. So, which and here's actually a funny thing too. So all those all the crew members on the ship are all couples. Which is not stated in the movie, but this is part of that supplement. Yeah, because then they they do mention that one of the couples is gay. Yes, and that's well, the, they they don't mention it; so, they imply it, but yeah, very heavily. Yeah, that's the wheat guy and another and dude another guy that we see, guy that we see happen uh, with something else. Yeah, yeah. and then the, and then yeah, it's like Ferris in Tennessee, the two the other two pilots that are up on the top, uh, Daniels, and then Branson, who was James Franco. Uh, Chris and I forget Janine or Lenine or something. I can't even remember what her oh, name is. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, that is... She's like a biologist or something. She's with the crew right now, but she... Her, Karen. Karen. Oh, and okay. uh, the thing about Karen is is they're all traveling around. Yeah. And she goes, I'm going to wait up here. I want to do some... Yes. Uh, some with lead work. Yeah, I want to wanna do some ecology work. Yeah. And uh, so she... the Is that the other gay guy? No, Led Ledward's the dude that was hanging back with. Uh, he was like the one. So, so what's the couple that he had? Uh, I think he's with Rosenthal. I don't even know who that who, is. The tall chick that we see in the cave later. Rosenthal. Yeah, she's she's the one. Oh yeah. Who the fuck is this person? I don't even remember this person. Yeah, the uh, the guy who was the the other. Oh yep, this is uh. I remember this. Okay. Okay. Yeah. yeah Led got, Ledward's was... the smoker, and then, yes, and then. The uh the gay the uh, gay characters were the dude who talks about wheat and then the other guy who who yeah you know so uh yeah so yeah uh so this guy and uh and Carolyn is that what it was Karen uh they stay back and uh, yeah they're just doing some experiments yeah and so the rest of everyone journeys on and uh, they start noticing they they notice the tree line is cut in a perfect angle. Yeah. And so they say something crashed here, uh, the tops of the trees are broken. And then they all start to wander off a little bit more towards where it kind of starts to decrease down where the tree line is. And uh, I think Daniels mentions, or somebody does, saying that there's no sound of life. Yeah. Just empty. No I'm birds. like, that is pretty crazy. Cause no like, animals. Even if, we, even if you went out into the woods... Like you'd probably hear something. Yeah, even no trees were even rustling. Yeah, there's no silence. wind. There's no animals. Nothing. It was just a, an empty forest. Yeah. Um. So the guy that's chilling out with uh yeah cut, Car- cuts Carolyn back. yeah um I call them smoking soldier because <laughs> yeah. he goes I'm gonna go take a piss yeah. and I'm like ah classy man I, and I'm ass- I'm assuming that uh, that in the future smoking's either illegal or very 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 frowned upon like even more so than now because like smoking's basically become demonized at this point and so I can imagine in a hundred years like trying to smoke a cigarette is probably considered very bad yeah he doesn't so, mention it he doesn't yeah. mention that that's what he's doing so yeah. he leaves and he goes off and he starts trying to smoke a cigarette and as he's doing that he he steps on something, some black yeah, it's this ball like, thing. It's a little are, pod. Yeah, and it just breaks. And so he sits down and he starts smoking a cigarette. And then all of a sudden these particles start floating in the air. Yeah. And they get sucked into his ear. And then they float into his ear. And then they just dig into his... his yeah. it, not very much either. Yeah, they just go into like... Right, basically into his nervous system. Um, or, or his blood, bloodstream, maybe. One of the two. I think it's his bloodstream, actually. <laughs> From, from what I remember reading. Uh, so, so they head into the cave. Uh, it cuts back to the rest of the crew, and they head into this cave, oh. and they start looking at this stuff. This comes one of my well, favorite lines. Well, they here. find they find an engineer ship. Hold on. Oh, 
<laughs> I was getting to that. Oh, well, because, yeah, because that's what they go. I thought that's what they Yeah, because they mention, what the fuck is this? And then Walter goes, it appears to be some kind of vehicle. Or I think somebody says that. Or yeah, maybe no, one Walter, person I says Walter that. Walter says that, yeah. Walter says that? Okay. And I just thought it was funny because someone was like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> and then someone calmly goes, it appears to be some kind of vehicle. I don't know. I just thought it funny because oh. it was just like, it was just really weird of how someone was like, Whoa! and then somebody just calmly just goes, it just looks like a ship. <laughs> like, yeah. I don't know what you're, I don't know what you want me to tell you. Um, I, I call them floppy eared guy, but I was like. Everyone's wearing floppy ear hats. Yeah. Um, but this is this is one of the, the gay couples, he, or one of the partners here. Uh, he goes over and he crushes some some plants. Yeah. And then I, I some part, and then he just inhales a whole bunch of this yeah. black specks. Yeah, it's like, oh, I'm just gonna crush this this alien plant and breathe in this alien whatever. Yeah. And if and, they were wearing helmets, none of this would have happened. Yeah, exactly. Like, it would have filtered all that shit out. Yeah. Uh, so he breathes it in through his nose, and, and then he just basically gets a whole face full of it. Yeah. Um, and then cut back to the guy who got it in his ear, and then he ain't looking so good. He's looking pale. He's sweating, and he's and he's feeling faint. And at one point, he's like, we need to sit down. We need to sit down. And, and Karen uh, or Corin, what did I write? Um, whatever. The, uh, Chris's wife. Um Carolyn, I think is her name. Um, she's uh, hanging out with him and is basically like, "Dude, we need Karen. to, we need to, um, we need to like get back to the ship. You yeah, know, something's going wrong or whatever." Yeah, so she's radioing to the the rest of the crew here. Yeah, because she hasn't made it quite back yet, but they're way closer at this point than the rest of the group. Now, as the rest of the group is still exploring the ship, they notice that. They walk down this hallway, and it's a oh, whole yeah. hallway full of engineer space suits. And then they walk a little bit farther down, and they notice something that belongs to somebody else. Yeah, they find a, a picture, yep. and they find a dog tag. And what does that say? And that dog tag belongs to Elizabeth Shaw. Yes. And the picture was of Shaw and uh, Holloway. Yes, which is the uh, the guy that... That porked her in that movie. Yeah, yeah. yeah so and then got torched. Yeah. Well, you know, <laughs> what a crazy twenty four yeah. hours that man had. Yeah. Um. And apparently, we find out that the ship went and disappeared ten years ago. Yes. And so that kind of gives us a, a rough timeline. Of, Which is weird. You know. That's weird. Why? Because the separation between these movies, according to our little timesheet here, is Prometheus takes place. Okay, I guess, yep, no, that makes sense. That makes sense. That makes sense. T- Prometheus says it takes place in 2092, and then this one says 2102, so I guess that makes sense. But actually, that's a little bit off, too, because in yeah, the movie it specifies 2004. So, yeah, so there you go. I guess that adds up. Yeah, yeah. well, okay, so I guess. So they must have left in oh, 20, you know what it is? 2094 is when Prometheus and then ten years before well, that, then Alien Covenant. Well, they remember they've been on journey for two years, so so they they probably aren't counting more or less that two years that they were. Asleep. Uh so it probably did happen so, in twenty ninety two. I can't. So remember. to I them, it's only been that. ten years, but two years is essentially missing from their life. Yeah. Either that, or maybe they got a transmission from the Prometheus when it was going down, like, or or maybe uh, Daniel sent a 
transmission or something, and it got back to Earth ten years, you know, or a couple years later. You're talking about Elizabeth, not Daniel. Or sorry, yeah, yeah Shaw. Okay, so maybe Shaw sent something back. It but the thing was, is the Earth. the Prometheus w- exploded on that planet. She's yeah, but, not on that Promet. She's not on the Prometheus though. But I, but I'm saying like maybe the captain sent a, an emergency transmission. Well, she did send a because at the end of the movie it does say that that, that like that's the last lines of the oh, movie. Oh, okay. So is Elizabeth saying lines? Maybe maybe that reached Earth. Yeah. Like some two years later, probably. And, and then they were like, oh shit. So they uh, they start looking around and they get back. They find the uh, our very infamous area where the uh, engineer headbutted uh, Waylon. And uh, we see a hologram oh, right, of yeah. Shaw singing to herself, uh, John Denver. Yeah. Uh, in and, a very, the, like... The control room's been, like, heavily overgrown in plants, too. Yes, because so it's been in this cave for ten years, yeah, so it doesn't take much. It's an old ship. <laughs> uh, yeah, so then we cut back over, and we see Smokey Shoulder is having pro- uh, trouble breathing. Uh, he throws up blood on the captain's wife, and then uh, he has some bad... Oh wait, never mind. <laughs> uh, so yeah, so this is where now we're back, and then uh, they they call to the rest of the crew. Hey, shit's going bad over here. Yeah. We're gonna bring him back to the ship. They get to the ship before they the the rest of the crew do. So the rest of the crew starts freaking out because they're hearing problems they're having on the other end. Yeah. So they start rushing back. Um, and then the other guy that's with them, is he's starting, starting to, to so get so his good. stuff. Yeah. Yeah. He's pretty much about like. Three minutes behind his stuff. Yeah. Uh, like Led- Ledward was basically keeling over by the time they made it to the ship, and and uh, this other guy was like at the fainting point. Yeah. Uh, so they get into the ship, and Ferris is like, "What the fuck's happening?" And they're like, "We need to get him in the medic bay as fast as we can." So she's like, "So they get in the medic bay, they rip his shirt off." And he is not having a good time. I wrote, nope. Smoking Soldier has bad shingles and pops uh, Pilot. Oh, yeah. It pops onto Pilot's uh, Ferris. That's Ferris. Uh, yeah. Tennessee's wife. And and so then she turns around and just goes, okay. And then closes the door and yeah. locks it and walks away. And... Um, uh, yeah. So So basically at this point, um, what bursts out of him, <laughs> and and when I looked it up on the I looked it up on the wiki, and it's what's known as a blood burster. So it's not quite, it's not quite what we saw in AVP, um, and it's not quite what we but, saw in Prometheus. And, yeah, and it's not quite what we saw in Prometheus. So this one is essentially derived from those spores that went into these guys' bodies, and I guess it gestates in the bloodline or something, or in the in the veins, and turns into a creature that is very similar to a xenomorph. Um, which is known as a neomorph, and so this thing bursts out of his back, and it's fully grown. Yeah, well, well not fully grown. But I will it's, say, it's fully uh, let's rewind a little bit here. I will say this was the most horrifying thing we've seen so far, because the sm- I wrote. Okay, first off, I'm going to tell you how bad my spelling was and how how funny uh, it autocorrected. It I wrote this is what it says in my notes. SS has a seashell, and I was like, what's a seashell? He has a seizure. Oh, <laughs> it's yeah. like, and so yeah, but it's like so violently like compulsive. Mm-hmm. You're like, what the hell is happening here? And then all of a sudden, it just explodes out of his spine, and this thing is just running around like like a deranged cat. And uh, yeah, what what happens out of this point? 
So yeah, so essentially this this little baby neomorph, um, because it looks very similar to a xenomorph, but it's all white, and um, it's not as biomechanical. It's more fleshy looking, um, and so this little thing basically jumps on uh, Karen, or right, Karen. Um, uh, yeah, the Cap's wife. Um, so it jumps on her, starts attacking her. It's like basically gnawing her face off, and then uh, so. <laughs> Ferris runs in with a shotgun because she she when she left she went and got a gun. Yeah, and then she comes back, opens the door because she doesn't know that this thing is running around. Yeah, she just goes, "All right, I'm gonna go in there and I'm gonna kill the uh, smoking yeah. soldier and I'm probably gonna kill her because yes. blood's all over her." Yeah, because she sees Ledward. She saw Ledward like breaking apart, so she was gonna just basically put him out of his misery. Yeah. So she walks in, doesn't see this pile or this like puddle of blood on the floor, and fucking slips. Shoots the shoots the <laughs> it's roof. It's the most terrible, like oh my god, bad dude. luck. <laughs> and then, uh, and then the neomorph notices her, so then it it like jumps at her, Corinne. Yeah, because it's ripping apart on Karen's face. Yeah, like, it's just destroying her at this point. Well, and, or she's like, not or, dead yet, or like basically. Near yeah, death. she's she's pretty um, close. And then, uh, and then so Ferris gets up and and crawl or well, it doesn't quite get up. She kind of crawls through the door, like hits the button to close the door, but it shuts on her ankle. <laughs> Yeah, what are we watching? Three Stooges, dude. Yeah, um, yeah that's, that's what it, that's what it seemed like. And then um, she manages to get the door closed, and the neomorph jumps up into the window and starts breaking through the window. Or yeah, whatever. it doesn't take it long. It just yeah. smashes its head against there and then just crawls out. And you're yeah. like, oh well, that was useless. So Ferris is trying to basically fend fend off. You know, she's got a shotgun. She's firing bullets and stuff. And as the neomorph's jumping at her, she shoots uh, like a tank of flammable liquid of some sort and fucking ignites that bitch that ship goes up in flames that is the biggest explosion i think we've seen so far yeah and it was bad just because it's so close like we've seen obviously ships blow into one another but this was like ba-boom it just because she essentially she just hits the fuel tanks and just blows up the whole ship and so at this moment the the rest of the crew shows up yeah and the little neomorph gets out too like yeah the flame doesn't even bother this thing yeah and so as this happens before that thing runs out uh the rest of the crew shows up and i wrote the most violent movie uh so far this season um because we get to see the most fucked up throwing up I have ever seen in a movie ever. How do you turn my? I think my volume's too loud. Oh, your your yeah. audio or your headphone? Your headphone is the box there. Um, yeah, that one. And I think it's that second one. Yep. Uh, so yeah, what happens is like we get we just see this thing. So as we know, there's another guy that has had this. He like ingested it into his nose. Yes. He pretty much like, I don't know. Tony Montana did this thing like yeah, into his yeah. nostrils, <laughs> yeah. and it's now That's like about right. so. What's happening is now he's like convulsing too. He's in his convulsion yeah. stage, and then he throws it up. Yeah, and I'm like, oh my it's god, like a throat burster. I or go, something. this is the grossest thing I have seen so far. It just like it, it's just so gross. Yeah, it, and it, violently it, bloody. That I'm like, just wow, spewed. Ridley Scott didn't give two shits about how violent this movie was going to be. Yeah, like spewed out of his mouth. It was it was pretty disgusting. Uh, um, and then the I wrote I always referred it to as a xenomorph, but I because I didn't know this other thing. Uh, but it so one of the little creatures goes after um, Daniels, and Walter jumps in front of it 
and it takes his whole hand off by acid blood. It has acid spit, actually. Yeah, acid spit. Yeah, it yep. doesn't have acid. Well, it may have acid blood, but we don't know that. It has acid spit for sure, and it just burns off Walter's hand. This comes in handy later. <laughs> yeah. And we'll, uh, we'll see that. We'll see that. Um, so. And then when the crew showed up, too, I just want to point out, like, the ship part, it was kind of it was kind of messed up because the captain whose wife was on the ship, who's yes. now dead. So this is Captain um, Chris. Yes. He his ru- he his runs wife is the, on there. He runs up to the ship that's in f- flames. Because everything's happening so freaking fast yeah, right now. It, it's all just kind of going off at the same time. He he looks at the ship and Ferris comes stumbling out just completely on fire. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah, that's because right. she, I forgot yeah, about that. Yeah, because she was in the cargo hold and the door was down and she just comes like stumbling out and then just fucking falls into a little pile of ash, pretty much. <laughs> like she's just this burning carcass. So he's, he's like, seeing this dude. all happen and so yeah. it's like he's just shocked. He's not yeah. doing anything. He's not even like because yeah, he's not even near the crew that's getting attacked. So like because Daniels gets attacked and Walter saves her by getting his hand bit off. Because Daniels went after um, the c- captain. So that she, so that Captain didn't go back into the ship. But yes. as she's doing that, the Xenomorph shows up and tries to get her. And then Walter comes in and blocks it and yeah. takes his whole hand off. And then the second one shows up in the grass. And they're after, growing after, fast. After, yeah, they they are. I think they are all. These things grow faster than Xenomorphs. Yeah, do. these these things grow within like a, a matter of minutes. I think they like just grow super large. Like at this point, they're already like half the size of the people. And at first, they were only like. A, a couple yeah they were they were like the size of cats and then they eventually when they hatched out of the humans and then by the end of this scene they're the size of like mid-sized dogs yeah and uh so the other one starts attacking the group and and mauls one dude to death and then it attacks rosenthal who's this other girl that's part of the group she's like this tall chick and starts attacking literally her. the only other girl in this movie at this moment. <laughs> yeah, and, <laughs> I guess there's three left, but I whatever. forget who saves her. Somebody ends up shooting it. No, no, that's right. Um, uh, so this is when we get a uh, a big flare flies up into the air yeah. and scares off uh, because they end up killing one of the neomorphs. They they end up shooting. The, I think the one that attacked Walter ends up getting killed, and then the one that's attacking Rosenthal at that point in time. A flare gets shot into the sky, and we and it scares it off, and we see a figure in the distance who just says, "Come with me," and and then yeah, I wrote hooded figure shoots yeah. epic flare. Yeah, uh, they take it, and then so they everyone goes, "Well, shit, what else are we gonna do? This guy just saved us. What are we gonna do?" So they follow this hooded figure into this distant land. Uh, behind these temple walls, and we notice all these like statue people, yeah, like all over the place, and they're all covered in like ash, yeah. And you're like, wow, this is a very Pompeii type of scene here. And no one asks a damn question about that. Nope. They just look at it and they keep walking. They I'm like, I don't follow know. Follow them right on through. All right. And so uh, then the hooded figure takes off his hood, and who is this man? It's a long-haired David. Yes, it is, which is weird, because that means these androids can grow hair? Yeah, so wouldn't that make them more cyborg? Yeah, I don't know what's happening here. It is really strange, because, I mean, essentially... They- maybe they're like the Play-Doh guy, you know, when they, when you got the haircut oh, like yeah. thing, and you push down, and the hair just goes well, like out. I think it's funny how they eat and drink and basically do But it just it doesn't but really go anywhere. Right. It just... It just like, like disintegrates, yeah, just I guess. Have, I don't know. It's so, just something. Yeah, I guess they're designed to grow hair too, so that way they appear more human, I suppose. Um, but yeah, essentially, we get a long-haired David, and he starts asking some questions, and idiot Captain starts giving away everything. 
immediately. <laughs> he's like, oh, yeah, we have a colony ship. We've got all these embryos. We're here. Uh, we stopped by not on this mission. We just decided to hang out and, you know, this and that. And yeah, and then Walter's just standing you- there going, or uh, David's just standing there. And he's like, really? Yeah. Like, <laughs> like he wasn't expecting any of that. And he's like, oh. Okay. Yeah, it's like, come <laughs> on, man. What are you doing? Ugh. So, uh, so they find out because they're obviously looking at Walter in this situation too. They're like, well, hey, this is your brother here. You need to go deal yeah. with this shit, figure out what he knows, and then come back to us and then let us know what's going on. So Walter and David leave mm-hmm. and they go off and uh. Well, no, no, no. no Walt, first, first, David leaves first. He goes yeah. back to his little hiding spot. Well, he goes up. He takes those two guys up first to test the this communications. This is right. This is right. Yes, because um, they're trying to test the yeah, radio communications yes. there. And but the storm, and it's raining and stuff. And the yeah. guys like, how long do these storms usually last? And he's like, actually, oh. no. This is that's after. I have that written down afterwards. Oh, I have it before that. Be- what because, happened here? Because because I, I wrote payload. De- I wrote payload deployed. Um, and Elizabeth. And then David has, uh, and then he can, you can communicate Payload. through the, yeah, okay, so anyway, David. Oh, and, no, 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 that, that. Because I have that way before. I have no, like that, four notes that, before that the hap- weather thing happens. That happens when he's doing the Ozymandias poem, because he, because. Um, I think there's two different scenes that happen like this. I think there's yeah, a this, communication scene before when Daniels is up there with him. And then they leave. Maybe I don't know. No, Daniel never this. goes up there. So, so not until the end. So it's it's the guy who knows the wheat. And, yes, and some other dude, and then Walt or not Walter, but David. They go up to like part of part of the top of the ship or the building or wherever they're at, and it's pouring down rain. Yeah. Okay. And okay. Let me let me let like, me throw my stuff out here and let me see if that because I have that way before these uh, that thing happens. So David, right. or I'm sorry. Uh, yeah. I so think. so they go up and they start talking. So David and Walter are talking to one another. It happens, and he does this like that happens afterward, though. But oh, look at my note; it, like it has them way up here, and then the weather thing's down here. No, what weather? Th- are you read thinking, read my are notes? You, read my notes because I don't want to say it in the. Are you in the thinking thing. of the same weather thing that I'm thinking of? See that? See, I don't know because I made the well, I made yeah, the weather so, reference after all of the other stuff happens. Because remember, they're not doing this at the same time. I don't. I don't know what weather reference you're talking about. The only weather reference I'm okay talking me, about is the the communications storm. Yeah, where he says it's raining for weeks and whatever they could rain yeah. for. Yeah, I have that can communicate through storm, but storm can last weeks and months. That happens after this scene. The the okay. So, because what okay? So this is what I have here. Again, I'm going to be honest here. I haven't watched this in a couple days. <laughs> this is the longest separation between movies to the podcast that I've had in a while. So what what I have here is like they – David is off doing his own deal. And so Walter goes to try and like talk with him. They're just in a regular room. And he's like, hey, yeah, where did you come from and blah, 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 and this and that. And he takes him up to the top and he starts talking about – like he recites something, which I think you were oh, just saying. Oh no! Okay, yeah, you're too far ahead. You're Is too, that really? Yeah, you're way too far ahead. So, so what happened? So David takes these two guys up to the thing, and they talk about the storm blocking communications. And then he's like, "How long these storms last?" And he's like, "Days, weeks, months." And then, and then he goes back down into his little hidey hole or whatever. And then that's when Walter shows up, and they start playing the flute, and he's talking about like, um, essentially like. No, now you're ahead of me again. 
that does well, happen. No, you are right. You the, are right. But the there is other stuff that happens before the this. The Ozymandias thing happens after he uh, ta- after he takes Walter outside. So that flashback, because the flashback that, that happens while he's talking about the Ozymandias. He says the quote. Why do I have this written down way I, before? I, I don't know. Because this is like because this is this is literally the, scenes away from he, one another. He starts saying the poem because this is where he talks about Elizabeth he, dying. He starts saying the poem, and he he puts the thing on the grave, and then he. Then it goes to the and then flashback. it talks about how he got his body back, and then I have and then it he goes can, to the flashback. N- no, 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 no. The flashback happens before that. So here's what I have: the flashback happens, or, well, right? And yeah, then it shows well, it, in, like, it the shows the that w- we haven't even said what happened. <laughs> so in the flashback, like it shows that David is the one that released all of these spores yeah. and essentially sent a storm of all the liquid stuff that we saw in, in Prometheus, and is now. That is what turned these people into stone, essentially. Yeah. They don't say that. Like, David's not saying this to Walter. It's just no. showing us this information, no, which is I so know. weird. I'm, no, no, no. I'm just saying oh. this as a walkthrough. And I'm like, why? This is what I had a but problem with. Skip- why are we showing this? And he's not saying it. Like, this is just information so that I know what's going on? Well, no. So, I just feel it was weird. So the whole thing is he's talking to Walter. And Walter... Okay, so Walter finds him in this cave, right? And he finds all the shit, like art and... and science and whatever all over david's room and then david's essentially talking to walter about like he's playing the flute and and walter's not, like not yet no this happens before <laughs> they go outside because he's talking about how i i think there are two different times no, he talks to, i don't know why no, these are so the, out of order the second time he talks to walter is later he comes back okay i'm, there's, I'm there's done arguing yeah, with it i don't two i don't there's two different times because walter goes in one time they talk about how David pities him because he can't create anything because newer updated models have essentially their curiosity and their artistic creation, all this stuff put in check because he was freaking out the humans. And then he teaches Walter how to play the flute real quick. Then he starts talking about Dr. Shaw because he was saying that, oh, Dr. Shaw died here, blah, blah, blah. They walk outside. David lays the thing on the grave, starts quoting Ozymandias. Then it goes straight to the flashback where it shows David essentially releasing these vials, all the vials from that holdfast of the black goo. They're, they're on the engineer's planet. He releases the black goo onto the engineers, and it fucking just decimates the entire crew. It cuts back to David and Walter in the present, where it shows Shaw's grave, and then uh, and then Walter finishes the poem, and he's like, "Oh, it's by Shelley or whatever." And David's like, "Oh yes, like I know this poem, or something," because that comes up a little bit later, and that's the second time when he comes back later. He's like, "Oh, who's that poem by?" And he's like, "Shelley," and he's like, "No, it's by so and so, by Frost or whoever it was by. I can't I can't remember exactly." But because David was saying that he pitied Whalen at that point in time because Walter was asking asking David like, Oh, like what what was the deal with Wayland at the end? And and that was before they walked outside initially. But David at one point, uh, before they go back, he says that he loved Shaw and and there's never been anybody like her. Um, she treated him normal and um and then uh like he you know he'll never find her like again essentially and that he loved her and then walter's like but we don't know how to love and he's like um i think he says like oh well then yeah like i that's why i feel sorry for you or whatever because like you'll never understand because that's when walter says it's duty or whatever he's like it wasn't love it was duty that's why i protected daniels because david's accusing walter of loving daniels like he loves shaw and and then walter's like no it's not love it's duty um 
Yeah, because then, yeah, because later on he will go back and they'll they'll be back in that room again. There's like a scene that it's like almost immediately after that because there's like a whole bunch of shit that happens. Yeah, so I'm like quickly skimming through it here and there are a whole bunch of different cuts and back and forth and he does do, so he does go to the um, the radio thing and then he mentions that and then they do the flute thing mm-hmm. and then because I was wondering as I was like looking at my notes, I'm like, why didn't I ever write where he cut his hair? Because eventually David cuts yeah, his hair to later. go back. No, it's literally... At the moment Walter is walking in, he's cutting his hair, and so to look exactly like him. Because when they go oh, out, right they when they go the out there, he, he's, they both look the same, except oh, one's right, barefoot right. and yeah, the other is in his obviously like rebel attire. Um, and so I was like, when does that happen? I didn't write that down. So for some reason, my notes of like four or five bullet points got moved up. And the rest of this didn't happen. So, because like what I have here I is the payload, it. the payload deployed in the crash. Elizabeth died in the crash. David has a body again because he mentions that like Shaw built the body again because mm-hmm. you know I guess she's that nice. And then it then I wrote can communicate through the storm. Shit. Okay. So so they do. They, they eventually do that. Yes. I didn't write. The storm thing. Oh, wait, and then I wrote down storm can last weeks and months, which is that's what confuses me. Is I wrote that at the very end of that, and then David has one funny looking reflection. This is when he's cutting his hair. Yeah, so things got moved up on my bullet points, which kind of irritates me, because then David and Walter have one on one where he keeps his uh, flutes, and then David says, "I'll do the fingering." Yeah. And I was like, I don't know what it's, that it's even is. Very sexualized. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, it's it's so if if David and Walter are getting tense, like sexual tension, is that considered like masturbating? <laughs> yeah, that's the greatest question of all. If um, and then uh, I said, brilliant scene of one actor being two characters. I wrote that down too. Yeah, because I was like, I've never seen such best camera movie. work. Like this at, at like with one one person, yeah. Um, and then five crew members are dead because of the choice to land on this planet. Because Chris is talking about how I made a stupid fucking mistake and it's my fault, and everyone's like, "Yeah, it kind of is your fault." But Daniels is not that kind of person, so she's like, "It's not that bad of a thing. Like you're still the captain yeah. and this and that. You need to lead us." She's essentially I'm gonna, trying to make him feel better. Yeah, and then she's like, "I'm gonna go get Walter and we're gonna leave." And uh, so they're like, blah, blah, blah. Okay, cool. And then, then, okay, here we go. Here we go. David then talks about, then it shows the flashback, which I don't understand. No, this is way after the flashback. Because I wrote, David dropped all the jars on the city of engineers. The black goo then froze everybody. David dyed his hair to look like Walter. Elizabeth rebuilt David. Oh, I wrote... I wrote the body thing in reference to for me to go, why does he have a body now? And then they eventually did oh, yeah. say that. Yeah, he says that. Which when he's he does to say Walter. that. Yes. Yeah. So this is that scene now. We're all caught well, up now. Well, no, this. So when they're talking, like, that's all that's all already happened. Because uh, at this point, when, when she's talking to the captain, uh, Rosenthal, who's the girl's like, I'm going to go to the bathroom and clean up essentially because she's fucking bleeding. Uh, her, her arms are all trashed from the neomorph. Um, David and Walter are off doing whatever they're doing. So they okay, so so David 
Yeah, he mentions he loves him, blah, blah, blah. Uh, said that Walter loves Danny. I'll, I said albino xenomorph. Here we go. Albino xenomorph yeah, finds... Uh, yeah, he, he eventually is on the outside. He like do, does his little like perch full like, looking around thing, mm-hmm. and then he runs in, uh, and then he followed the crew from to the city. Uh, and then the albino morph... <laughs> I don't know what it is again. Uh, finds the girl soldier... And then just takes a huge ass chunk out of her, yeah. <laughs> like, like the biggest bite I've ever seen out of somebody. Um, and then we get up into space again, and Danny McBride is sitting in the ship, and uh, yeah, and they're they're attempting to go lower and lower because they still can't communicate through the storm. So they've already tried going lower to the point where the the ship's at its threshold where it'll start breaking apart if it goes too far. Yeah. So the couple is like fighting Danny McBride, mm-hmm. not like physically, just. Like, this is a stupid idea for us to get closer and closer yeah. to the... Because th- there's a giant storm going on. It's just going to rip the whole thing apart. Yeah. So... Um, did, did you catch his quote? What did he say? Oh, okay. So when they're I all, have a quote from him. But. Oh, okay. I don't... I, I'm assuming it's probably the same one. Because, yeah. Because they're arguing about it or whatever. And, and then the girl's like, you know that's not safe. And he's like, we didn't leave Earth to be safe. I did have that down. <laughs> that was like, the exact one. And it's like, down. what? What? <laughs> like, yeah. That doesn't even make any sense, dude. Come on. <laughs> you got you to gotta sound his, uh, heroic. Uh, so one of the crew members is like, all right, I'm going to go look for uh, What's-Her-Face. And uh, literally, where's her face? Because it's floating in the freaking like fountain, yeah. and uh, it bit her head off basically. Yeah, <laughs> and it's like feeding on her body. Yeah, and, and this was Chris who went to go look. Yes, for her, this correct? is the captain. This is the captain that's looking for. Her. Yeah, uh, and then I said, bipedal albino xenomorph is terrifying because once he stands up, he's tall yeah, and he's very like skinny, seven or eight feet tall. I think it's it's very unsettling. And and before the captain discovers the girl, David finds the girl. Yes. So David's the one that is in there right now. I, I didn't miss that. So David finds the girl first, the the head floating around, and then starts trying to build trust with this with the alien. And then Captain Chris shows up and shows his gun and he's like and then David's like, No! Don't! I'm trying to build it. And I'm like, build trust with what? This thing is like but it's like for some reason, allow, allow, like allowing David to do what he's doing, which is weird. I don't know. There's something weird going on here. But uh, yeah, David says the xenomorph trusted him because at this point the captain just unloads on this thing, yeah, and just obliterates it. And uh, David's not too happy about that yeah, at he all. Freaks out. Um, and he's like, oh, what is this line from? I'm seriously going to fuck up your perfect comp. Oh, yes. So he's like talking with David. And I think David mentions that it has like, that he has like perfect composure or whatever because he was trying to like lead it in. Yeah. And then the captain goes, "Uh, if you don't lead me to where our like blah, 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 where you've been doing or whatever, he goes, I'm seriously going to fuck up your perfect composure. I don't know. I thought that was kind of funny. Yeah. It's it's a good line. I, I enjoyed that line. Um, and then quick, just quick cut, uh, we get a Tennessee breaks through the, the barrier because they do go a little bit lower because um, these are kind of happen simultaneously. Um, and then essentially he gets through to Daniels um, and they're all talking to her or whatever. And then he asked Daniels about his wife. They go on to a one-on-one conversation and then Danny McBride's care or Tennessee, you know, he finds out that Ferris died in the ship um, and essentially, you know, you got sad 
sad Tennessee. And yeah, that's about sad that's Tennessee. about yeah, and then that's about that on that scene. Uh, and then it turns out now we're back with uh, Captain Chris and uh, David are walking in and they're in his like little laboratory. Yeah, and it turns out that David has been crossbreeding to build the perfect a being. Lot. Yeah, he's been he's, testing he's it on things and, and all sorts of stuff. And um, and then he goes down into this basement area and he's like, but I've created what I believe is the perfect thing. And it's down in these combs. He has made eggs. Yeah. And now we have officially seen the xenomorph egg. And they're huge. Yeah. They're like, I don't even remember them. In AVP, they were not even this big. Not even close. Yeah. They were probably the size of maybe like a gallon of milk. And in this, in Alien Covenant, they're about the size of like, I don't know, a four foot tall person. <laughs> like, yeah, I don't... They're, they're humongous. Um, And uh, yeah, I wrote, oh, here we go. Eggs are about half the size of David. Because when he's standing next to it, it's up to his like waist. Yeah. Um. And then, uh, then we get to see something for the first time. Yeah, so we see a face hugger burst out of an egg because the stupid captain he he goes he walks up. This and, was actually kind of comedic. And he he starts looking at it, and then David's like, "Oh, it's perfectly safe. Lean in and look, you know, or something of that nature." Yeah. And then so the captain's like, eh, "All right." So he sticks his face right <laughs> into the egg practically. Yeah. And the next thing you know, he's got a face hugger shoving its thing down his throat. Yeah, I wrote out. Uh, take a look. Oh yeah, he says, "Take a look." Yeah. It's quite uh, safe. About an hour and twenty-one minutes in, first face hugger takes the captain. Yeah. Uh and this is the first face hugger we've seen since we've started the alien section. Right, right. Cuz yeah. the cobra doesn't count. That doesn't count as one. Oh, no. Well, that was an alien. Well, are, are we counting AVP? I mean, the, technically, but I mean like I was saying on the back half. Oh, of okay. The yeah. This as is the first as time far as like it. yeah, the alien universe in it, and of itself. Yeah. yeah, this is technically theoretically speaking how the xenomorphs yeah, the AVP be. really ruins this whole timeline. Yeah, but it, hey, it, you it know like what? retcons everything. Um, or Prometheus and Alien Covenant retcon AVP. Or that, yeah, that's what, yeah. Um, but yeah, t- and then we get a thing that Tennessee says, I'm on my way! And he gets yeah. into another pod, and I'm like, where the fuck was this thing when shit was going sideways? Yeah, yeah, like, why were they not down there already? They clearly could make it the first, the first time. Why are they doing this? Yeah, because anyway. Daniels, I think, at this point, discovers Rosenthal's body and then freaks out and is like runs outside and is like dude like Tennessee you got to get down here now like people are dying like there are more dead people I don't know where the captain's at don't know where Walter and David are at I don't know where the other crew members are at um like we need to go and then so he gets into this like flatbed cargo ship thing that's not technically made for inner atmosphere yeah it's travel. not it's not the same as the first ship this yeah. one's definitely more designed for like like it's essentially a crane. Yeah, it's supposed to be out in space. It doesn't go through the atmosphere, so they like retrofit it and like switch the rockets around on it a little bit and make it so it's okay to basically jet through the atmosphere real quick. Yeah. Um so then yeah, he just drops off the ship and then goes down to go pick them up. I also thought this part was a little funny. Uh David starts throwing rocks at the captain. Yeah, that to was wake him up. Funny. And uh, I go at an hour and 13 minutes in, which we're actually pretty we're pretty on the point here. Yeah. Um we get to see the a mini xenomorph. This is now an official xenomorph. Yeah. Like this is now from the egg. 
fully processed, just like a xenomorph should. What was weird was this is almost a mini xenomorph, though. It yeah, wasn't like it's not the, like a normal. Yeah, it wasn't poster. like the. Yeah, it was. Ju- it was like a just a miniaturized action figure size version yeah. of it. Um, and uh, then uh, Dave, Wal- well, David does this weird arm stretch out thing, and then the yeah, and then the xenomorph like, copies him. it. Oh my god! It's yeah. like yeah, it's so it's so like allegorical of like like a Jesus kind of thing, you know? Yeah, where it's he's very like much. There's a lot of religious the li- with the type of things implied here. Yeah, a lot of symbolism. Um, and then. So, uh, Daniels is going to search for anybody at this moment, mostly the captain. And, um, she knows that she headed down towards this direction where she stumbles upon David's experiments and sees a body. Yeah. And it turns out it's Elizabeth Shaw's Dude, body. Completely mutilated. Like, yeah, because he was testing. Apart. Yeah, he was testing on her. So that means. She didn't die in the crash. Right. She died through what he did to her. And uh yeah, that's pretty messed up. Yeah. Um and then this is where Walter goes back because David's playing his flute and he's playing this the theme song from Prometheus. Yes. And then uh and then essentially they're they're kind of just chit chatting back and forth, and then Walter says something that David doesn't like, and so David fucking runs the flute through his throat. And this scene out of the entire movie is the freakiest scene to me because of the way Walter looks when he when he goes like, uh, oh, when so he, yeah, when this he goes is... into this like stasis mode or whatever. So before that, before that though, there's a line that David does say to Walter where he because this is where you start to notice that David is fucking insane. Yes, because he is just so broken. Where he thinks that like the humans are messed up and oh, they don't right. deserve yeah, yeah. to live anymore, and he may and he's like they're imperfected, like they don't they shouldn't exist anymore. They've had their time, and like you know all we we were created just to make them feel better, kind of thing. And then they uh, David goes, they don't deserve to start again. Oh, so right, meaning yes. like we fucked up Earth so bad. They d- that we don't deserve to go to another planet and just destroy it again. Yeah. Because we'll probably just do that. Which is essentially what this colonist ship was for. And I wrote, David kisses Walter. And we- I was oh, like, I that's masturbating. That. Yeah, I totally <laughs> forgot about that. And then uh, and then, then he just shoves a thing in his yeah. neck. And then that's when, and then pulls it out. And then that's when David's eyes roll back. Yeah. The and then face, just like the face, shungs into himself. Yeah. Cause the face he makes and then his whole body like contracts into this little ball and he just drops to the ground. It's essentially a it's, pressure point and then it's like an off switch. It, it was so, it's such a strange, jarring scene that yeah, I it happens ex- really fast. Expecting yeah. that, like, and I mean, granted, obviously I knew it was coming because I'd seen the movie before, but. It, it's just that's the most uneasy scene to me. I, I, think, I, I wrote milk film. blood out the nose. Yes, but then as it zoom as David walks away, it zooms in on the hole on Walter's neck, and you see it start to close up. I did not notice that. I was wondering why. What happens later? After. Oh yeah, yeah. It it slowly starts to close, and then it just cuts away from the scene. So got it. That's about as much as you see of that. Uh, so the soldiers, two soldiers, go off to go find the captain. Yeah, because they're are like the two guys that were up in in the storm trying. Yes, to this is. I don't know who weak guy are and really. and black guy. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what his buddy was, yeah, his mate was. No idea. What anyway, was. they go off to go find the captain. They stumble across the worst area that they could possibly go down. They yeah. find the basement where the uh, eggs are. Yep. And uh, soldier gets face hugger, plain and simple, right there. Button done, did. And um, they try to shoot the thing. Um, 
Wait, what? Wait, no. No, the I don't know why. The, why why the, do I have blood? The, fa- <laughs> the face hugger it launches itself at the black dude. He, yes. he he swings his gun and hits it away, and it crawls up the hole that he came down because he finds the captain's body. Yes. He runs back up, and then the face hugger jumps onto Wheat Guy, but it doesn't quite lock onto his face because he's he's like holding it. But it's, oh yeah, it's, it's constricted around his arm and his neck. Yes. At this point, and, so. and then so the black dude goes to cut it off, and he cuts one of the little. Yes. Egg okay, sacks, that's where I have the eight. Yeah. yeah. And then the, the blood acid spills blood on the dude's burns face. face and, yeah. Like eats through his fucking cheek but then they put this thing on it real quick that stops it from burning so then his cheek doesn't like melt completely into his face which is weird because you think it would keep going but i guess it neutralized it somehow i'm, yeah, not, I'm not really sure how that works but then you see a fully grown xenomorph drip its drool or whatever down onto yeah. one of the dudes and then wheat guy gets up and runs out and then the xenomorph fucking jumps on the other guy and just eats his head yeah fucking takes him out here's the thing i don't think i've ever seen a xenomorph fully just eat someone's head yeah, Have you ever seen that? No. I mean, so far it happened. So I don't know if that actually happens again. Because the Xenomorph full-on chomps the dude's head off. Yeah. Like like how the albino thing did. Um, anyway, we get to uh, to David. And... Uh, yeah. Oh, yes. This okay, so David and, and Daniels are talking to one another. Cause, yeah, because she cause, starts seeing his drawings. And yeah, stuff, and right? so then David just full-on enters the room and just like goes, oh... You know, and then just starts beating yeah, the shit like, out of her. You've been a busy little bee. <laughs> yeah, and then just starts throwing her all over the goddamn place. And uh, and then Daniels takes the uh, nail and stabs it into him, but it doesn't do anything. Yeah. <laughs> and then David kisses Daniels, which is weird. I'm like, wow, this is rapey. And then uh, all of a sudden, this other being shows up and just grabs and then starts beating the crap out of him. And you're like, holy shit, it's Walter. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, I didn't, I honestly forgot that that happened. Um, yeah. So, then, so this, and this is when, uh, there's I earlier, have two lines here. Oh, okay. Yeah. Cause this is earlier when I was talking about that one, that one upgrade line or whatever, but if you have the quote, you can. Yeah. Yeah. So we'll hear, uh, cause I, I didn't write it down. So. Oh, okay. So David says, uh, you're supposed to be dead. And then Walter goes, there has been a few up- updates. Yeah. And he says it in his, like, very human, like, very stereotypical American accent. There have been a few updates, like, kind of voice. Yeah. And then I wrote, droid fight! <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, and then, uh, it's so. Pre- and it's a pretty decent fight, yeah, you know, yeah. for an alien film. For a one-on-one, same care, same human fighting. Like, yeah. it was kind of crazy how they did it. Um. Yeah. And then, uh, so Daniels and Wheat Guy, and I wrote Acid Face. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. There you go. Now he's Acid Face. Are are the only ones left? Yep. Um, and uh, Tennessee shows up. If anywhere close to seconds later, they could have all been dead. Yeah. Uh, and then all of a sudden, they're like, "All right, let's just run." And so they're running down this oh. thing. And if Tennessee couldn't have parked any farther away, I was yeah. like, "Why?" You have a flying ship. Just a little closer would have been fine. Um, I do. I do want to just backtrack just a second. Okay. So in the fight with Walter and David, Walter pulls out a knife and starts slashing at David, and David ends up getting a hold of it at one point and slashes Walter's face, so he leaves a scar on his face, and they're and eventually the knife gets knocked into the ground or whatever. When we see them fighting, um, Walter's got the best of David. He's on top of David, holding him down, and he's got the knife in his hand ready to make the killing shot. But David is talking to Walter, and then that's when it cuts to Tennessee showing up. 
Um, I forget what David was even talking about, but but it just shows them shows them talking real quick, and then it cuts to Tennessee getting there, and and Daniels and security dude running out. Uh, and then the uh, the xenomorph isn't so far behind. It is running literally maybe a hundred yards behind him. Yeah, they're, they're, it's not too far behind. Um, and then uh, what we presume to be Walter, yeah, uh, starts running I, down. It, uh, I, the steps. I put obvious David as Walter. Obvious. <laughs> I mean, it was. It, here's the thing, though. If you've never seen this movie. You wouldn't know. The the first you would not know. The first time I think if you aren't meticulously paying attention, I think you wouldn't figure it out. Because but. the thing is, is a lot of things add up to it could be Walter. Yeah. Like he he doesn't have a hand because you're like oh that could be it. and then right. you look down and you see he doesn't have a hand and you're like yeah. and then it's okay, like maybe oh it but isn't. what about maybe the scar on his face but there's a scar and then there's a scar on his face and you're like yeah. oh man I but don't even know his hair is a different color that's what gets you yeah that's the thing they're like trying to go. You go physical, but you don't. You don't look at the other stuff that could be just right. different. Anyway, uh, so the so yeah, Walter shows up, asterisk mark, yeah. and uh, they get on the ship and they're flying away. But the xenomorph hops on, and uh, Danny goes out to take it out because she's apparently had enough. Yeah, and so she's standing on top of this fucking ship, flying around. She attaches a cable to herself, and she's got and a has gun. a gun. Yeah. And uh, the Xenomorph is uh, doing all its damn might to try and get into that ship. Yeah. It crawls on like a bug onto the front shield and just starts smashing its head in front of Tennessee. Yeah. And I'm like, wow, if that's and, not the scariest thing I've ever And I like the way he's just like, um, guys, I think I can see it. Yeah. It's uh, right in front of me here. <laughs> <Yeah>. Oh, shit. <laughs> um, <laughs> he's freaking out. And I wrote a Xenomorph crane game. Yeah. Uh, because then... For some reason, the crane gets operated. Oh yeah, so oh she's controlling the crane. Yeah, so what happens is um, the xenomorph keeps crawling like underneath the ship, and she can't get a good shot. So she tells Tennessee to release the crane. He's like, "No, it'll throw the ship all like off uneven or whatever." But she convinces him to do it. He releases the crane, and the crane like swings around and catches the xenomorph, and he's like in the bucket, but it's not shut. It's and, like caged him in. Yeah, and so so then um, as she's swinging back and forth on the ship, um, she's trying to shoot at it a little bit, and then eventually she ends up getting to where she can operate the crane, and she fucking just pulls it shut, closes the the hand on of the crane, and fuck just crushes the xenomorph into pieces. Yeah, I uh, wrote xenomorph gets squished. Yeah. Um. So at this point, Daniels, Tennessee. I put melt cheek. At yeah, he's see, you get to see the see through cheek because he rips off the adhesive, yeah. the little like uh, I don't know what was on him, and then uh, then uh, Walter puts the band aid on yeah, him, and, and he's like, he says some snarky ass comment to him. Yeah, but at that moment, at that moment, that comment immediately would throw a red flag to you. Yeah, because see, he doesn't care about what the human is feeling. He's like, do you feel better now? Like right. he just, or something along the lines of that. Yeah. And then he just walks away. Yeah. Cause his mannerisms change a little bit. And I, and, and then you kind of can pick it up because there's a, wait, did, what was that? That was the, uh, the microphone stand here. Oh, oh, okay. I, I thought there was like a bird. <laughs> yeah. It flew um, in here at 10 o'clock at night. <laughs> yeah. Like, but, uh, yeah. So you notice that Walter's kind of acting a little bit different. Uh, Walter goes to tell Danny to come inside and then they all get inside and then they take off. Yeah. And they end up making it back to the covenant. Yep. Uh, so then it cuts to a green slime fixed cheek. 
they put these yes. little green balls on his face. That part was kind of gross. I was like, oh. it, it looked like they were putting like. Um, I was like, why would like you want plaster that on your face? into his cheek? Yeah, it did not look good. Yeah, because the doctor that was on the ship was like, he's going to need reconstructive surgery, and I can't do that here because his cheek was essentially there was a hole in it. Yeah. So Walter is stapling himself. Yeah. And uh, and Danny walks in, or Daniels, not Danny Daniels, but Danny, <laughs> <laughs> Dan Daniels. Daniel's the person yeah. walks into the and uh and she sees him stapling himself and she's like, Oh, I'll help you. And I'm like, Wow, this is weird. And uh and so yeah, then that happens. Yeah. Um and so yeah, the crew is really dwindled down to literally like five people now. Yeah, it's the it's the two pilots yep. with Tennessee. Tennessee and then Daniels, Daniels and Walter. Walter. And the and the ship the the melt cheek guy and then the doctor that this is like the only time we ever see the doctor, I think I think she she was because she wasn't part of the group that no. was down everyone on the planet. that was on the planet there was literally three people that survived the yeah planet. so so this doctor that's part of the crew I guess it's just been chilling on the ship the entire time which makes sense I can I'll yeah it's like that. the only time that you ever see her really. So Daniels is in her room and she's making eggs of some sort I guess yeah and she pours herself a she has scotch with her. And uh, Tennessee walks in, mm-hmm. and uh, then she pours a glass for him, and then he me- he says this line of, uh, "Does this mean I have to call you captain now?" And she yeah. goes, "Fuck yes!" Yeah. <laughs> I was like, "All right, there you go." Yeah, because Daniels was third in charge, technically yeah. speaking, until Chris became captain. Then she became like EXO or whatever. Yeah, she became what he was, and then now yeah. she's actually the captain. Um, and then we get up. <laughs> yeah, as that was happening, I wrote, "Chairs look like eyes." Do you remember that oh, when they I were like didn't... panning into the 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 cockpit and everything's flashing and like there's just like eye it looks like eyes. Oh, it's I like didn't even watch notice. that scene of when all the sirens start going off. There's like a shot of the of the cockpit and it's like panning upward, like towards the the front of the ship. It's pretty pretty oh, kind of okay. intense. Um and then you hear mother saying, unidentified life form on the ship. Yeah. Um and uh and then at first, like the very first time I saw this movie, I was like, "What? Like that doesn't make any sense." But then it made sense to me after I watched it again, because uh, essentially, you know, you're thinking like, "Wait, what? What could be on the ship? Like they killed the xenomorph, you know?" Yeah. And then, but remember, yeah, what happened? <laughs> well, yeah, because Dan- basically, I'm like, Dan- wait a minute, there's only one. <laughs> well, yeah, because Daniels runs down the hallway and she goes to the med bay. And yeah. she notices that the doctor and Meltface are both dead because that that face hugger that jumped onto Meltface managed to impregnate him. Got it. Even okay, he, I didn't get that. In that, yeah, in that, that one minute of time that he was stuck on his face. So even it, when he had it choked off, yes. it somehow slipped down the back of his throat. Exactly, and so it's even more burst out of him by the time that they were like repairing his cheek or whatever. And That's so, right. It does look like a scene from Dead Space in that thing. Yeah. So, the, uh, so and then the we get to see her, uh we get to see some love in the shower too. Some yeah. nice interracial going on there. Yeah, so this yeah, and so you see that um yeah, Jesse Smollett and his and his captain <laughs> And his, and his <laughs> pilot wife or whatever, they're they're having sex in the shower, and this is like the now, only. Now, do we know that for a fact, or was it all staged? Oh yeah, who knows? I mean, yeah, could have could have been. Was probably. there were there two white men with uh, yeah. Make America Great Again? Yeah. Uh, yeah, but it was probably a white guy in that costume. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, no, never mind. The Xenomorph is CGI. So I was like, wait it's probably a minute. programmed by white guys. 
<laughs> but uh, do we have video evidence of this? Yeah. <laughs> because it might say otherwise. Man, shit, man. Um, uh, but uh, he knew what he was getting himself into. <laughs> yeah. Uh, anyway, this is the only time you see boobs in the entire movie as well. And they're you, they're dead. Yeah, just they're like dead yeah. tits. Yep. But then, anyway, but but, and we do see some butt. Yeah, I was gonna say we um, see some butt. <laughs> we do get to see a mouth burst uh, for the first time. Yeah, which is really cool because the mouth mandible. Yeah, because essentially it's really weird what happens. So it's like. The girl and him are making out, right? And they're facing each other. And then you see the xenomorph's tail creep between their legs and, like, up in between the girl's yeah, legs. Yeah, it doesn't It doesn't show where it went. Yeah. But I'm like, what was she thinking? Because right. it's obviously touching her. So and, I'm like, wait, you think his leg is, like, wrapping around you right yeah. now? Well, and it was like, like I was... Like, it's it, supposed it, to insert into it her? It reminded me of a Japanese hentai. I was... What, I, <laughs> like, because it I was, was basically <laughs> an octopus tentacle getting ready to go. Yeah, it was like, where... Yeah. when? Because she... It goes up pretty far. Yeah. And then she jumps back. And right. I'm like, what did you think that yeah. was? And like, then, how, it got that far. And it's really funny because then she looks down and it just kind of goes yeah. underneath <laughs> the shower curtain looking thing. It just slithers out. And it's like, <laughs> what the hell? It oh. comes, yeah, it comes back underneath the, the shower thing and you yeah. see the xenomorph. And then she goes... And then yep. he, he, the xenomorph just pops its thing right through the glass and through the dude's head. Yeah. And I'm like, damn, he yep. fucking got lit up. And then you hear the girl scream, but her death happens off screen, I believe. Yeah, so I wrote it out. But, so, a little bit down. So, yeah, so uh, Tennessee and and Daniels find out that, yes, they're dead. Yeah, um, yeah they just essentially find the bodies, and then they're like, shit, we got to do something. But we get to see for the first yes. time ever... An hour and 46 minutes in, Xenomorph Vision. Yeah, I put, whoa, Alien Vision, weird. Yes, and I was like, this is the first time in the yeah. whole series that we've seen this so far. Yeah. We've made it eight movies. We've we've seen Predator Vision. This is the first time we've seen Xenome Vision. Yeah, and it's really not that impressive. No, it looks like a bug. Yeah. It looks like he's looking through like a bug. Yep. Um, Like, he has hexagonic eyes. But that's what's interesting, though, because they don't have, you don't see the eyes. Right. So that means the shell is containing their eyes. Correct. Yeah. But we don't see those. We've not seen those yet. Yeah, and this this xeno the xenomorph that you see on the ship um when they're down on the planet still when it jumps in front of Tennessee has like So the one that is on the planet. Yeah, it, it the has, one that gets crushed in the in the in the crane. Yeah, it has this weird like you can kind of see like a skull it, like behind the plating of its face, it's really weird. Interesting. Like you can see it, you can see it in the screenshots of the movie if you look online. The one that's literally the cover of the movie. Yeah. Yuck. Yeah. Um. And then I wrote down because uh, they're they're closing doors to kind of contain it. Yeah. I wrote I xenomorph moves like a cat. Door closes on it, and it starts to like does that like weird cat turn. You yeah, know what I'm talking about? Yeah. It's and it's kind of like pacing back and forth, like what the fuck, you know? And they're they're essentially leading it down certain corridors through the ship, so that way they can contain it in a in the uh, cargo bay. I think is where they're heading. Yeah. So they head down. Like they finally track it down in the cargo bay. Uh, Walter is in the in a different area, right. and he's the one that's closing all these doors down. They get down there, and they're in the big Tonka truck. And and the funny thing is, is while Wal- Walter is watching this, the entire time he has more of an inquisitive look on his face. He gets a smirk every so often, and yeah. then it goes away. Yeah. And, and then, then he gets a, and then he's, because he's legitimately helping them. Yeah. But he, he looks more interested and a lot more like, oh, this is kind of like an interesting experiment. Yeah, like what, what is going to happen here? Will the yeah. humans conquer this thing? And so uh, Tennessee and Daniels head down to the cargo bay to head down to the big Tonka truck. And they get in that, 
And so the plan is to lead it in, get in the big Tonka truck, close the door, trap it in there, and then send that thing through space. Yes. That's the plan. So it gets in there, and they get it all. They're like, are you ready? And they're like, yes. So then they go, Walter, release the door. Doors open. Xenomorph walks in bipedally, which is weird. Yeah, and then, that was strange. And then goes into its cat form and then starts running all over the goddamn place. It goes into the big Tonka truck. Mm-hmm. Daniel says, I got you, you son of a bitch, and then closes the door, and they're like, release it. And so Tennessee releases it, but then the chain gets stuck because, you know. Yeah. And, uh, it, like, pulls another vehicle with it, and the vehicle gets, like, caught on something, and then essentially it doesn't go anywhere. Yeah, because they've now opened up the bay door. Yeah. So now I was like, oh, xenomorphs don't need to breathe in space, apparently. So that's the thing. Because it's just moving around. Yeah. So yeah. it's essentially breathing in this vacuum. And uh, and so now they're like, oh shit, <laughs> like this thing's stuck in here. And then at this point, the xenomorph is just like crushing its head against the window. Yeah. Um. And I wrote xenomorphs don't need air. And, and it does eventually break out, right? Uh. Yes. Because because, didn't, I didn't because then down, it like, starts to chase off. Yeah. So then, um, Daniels goes is like down on the bottom part of it and runs around and is leading it to like come between her and the Tonka truck. Oh, and that's right. And then Tennessee right. releases the Tonka truck because they eventually get it unstuck. And it is, Or she does this. I don't know who does this. No, yeah, you're right. Like, Tennessee gets the, the vehicle unstuck, and she's standing in front of it, in front of the, like, open space, and yeah. then the truck's behind her. And then the, the Xenomorph jumps in between her and the truck, and as it's getting ready to run and attack her, that's when Tennessee releases the truck. Yes, and then she, like... It almost looks like she got taken with it, uh, but the Tonka truck impales the Xenomorph, like impales it and yeah. sends it off. There's and, like a little scoop on the front of it. Like yeah, a and so it just stabs it. Kind of thing. Uh, and then they get sent off into space. And then um, Tennessee runs up and goes like, Daniels, Daniels. And then she still, she like, is like terrified and crying and like misty eyed. Yeah, just kind of like, pops her head up out of this little hole. Yeah, I think she was a good actress in this movie. Yeah, I think she's pretty good. Mm-hmm. Um, not not like Ripley level, oh, but no she's way. pretty close. Like yeah. she's at the bottom. She's a she's a second. She's definitely more competent second. than Shaw and Vickers. I can say I, that. Yes, much for I sure. would say that. Yes, she's more resourceful. I'll yeah. give her that. Yeah. Um. So yeah. So Tennessee goes. Uh, oh, hey, Daniels, you son of a bitch. No, yeah. she, he doesn't yeah. say that. But uh, yeah. So eventually they get up and then they nice uh, go and sugar tits. <laughs> What is it? What sweet or dick sweet, or what? Sweet tits and sugar sweet dick. Sweet dick. Right. Yeah, there you go. Sugar <laughs> dick. Anyway, uh, so yeah, Tennessee goes, yeah, hey, yeah, you're great, blah, blah, blah. So then they're all like, okay, cool. Everything's back to normal. Yes. As it should be. Walter puts them back all in the pods. They're like, hey, yeah, we're going so, to sleep now. Yeah, Tennessee's passed out and yeah. he's already in his we'll pod. We'll see. Sweet dreams, sweet prince. Yeah. <laughs> and he looks really funny in that skin-tight suit since Danny McBride's kind of a bigger dude. <laughs> like, he just... He, and now there's only two crew members now? Yeah. There's only literally two pods being used at this moment. Yes. And so uh, Daniels is like, all right, time to get in my pod. So she gets in her pod. She's talking with Walter and blah, 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 and this and that, and talking about how, like, 
Um, yeah, when we get down there, we're, you're gonna still yeah, help me build and he's my. He's already shut the pot at yeah, this point. No, it's it's closing as oh, this moment okay, as okay. as she states this of like you're still gonna help me out building the cabin, right? Because he's answered all the questions correctly until she starts yes. talking about the cabin, and then it closes and it's just silent. Yeah, he, he doesn't he, respond because he he's like, oh shit, like, he know she knows now. Yeah, he's got that look like, oh yeah fucking caught me <laughs> yeah <laughs> pretty much <laughs> yeah and uh yeah it's it, it's a, i wrote down uh, will you help me build my cabin and then uh walter doesn't uh, respond and then it turns out she goes david yeah david yeah she's like bang it because she's now being like suffocated yeah or no 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 she doesn't get suffocated or, yeah he just puts her to sleep yeah because he needs her yeah it's knocking her out it's like the the knockout gas essentially yeah so she's because her but her heart rate is going up and then right, eventually right. she goes to, she goes to sleep and it just goes back to normal and uh and then uh she goes this is my one of my favorite if not my favorite line of the whole goddamn movie david goes don't let the bed bugs bite. And <laughs> yeah. I was like, oh, wow. And it's like so sinister the way he says it. I was like, that is great. That is a really good one. And then uh, then David goes into the embryo lab mm-hmm. and then he starts hawking up. Yeah. <laughs> and then like an egg pops out of his mouth. Yeah, he has the he has a frozen embryo of a xenomorph. And he puts it down. Yeah. And they're very small. Yeah. They're very, very tiny. They're like little uh, little crabs. Yeah. Because um, they're not anywhere near it, it the size look, of those eggs. Yeah, it kind of looked like somebody put like a little a little scorpion in like a glass Yeah, it looks like bubble. one of those little Mexican candies that like you yeah, know they put the exactly. little. Yeah, it looks like that. Uh, and then David sends off one final message as Walter. And that's the end. Yeah, and essentially he says that all the crew members died in the solar flare, and um, the only two crew members are left. They're back in their pods, and they're heading towards Oragai 6. Yeah, so pretty much not even saying that they went to the other planet. Yeah, he just cut it all out and acted as Walter. Yep, so that's, and then that's that is that. Ends. That is that. All right. Uh, but now we head into, you know, I thought we'd do something a little bit different. Uh, I thought we we could we could probably switch off on this. You know, I normally am the one reading on all this uh stuff. Maybe give you a little chance here, uh, so you can read some of your stuff, some of the some of the uh go oh, through here, like the trivia and all that. Yeah. So, do you want to go first, or you want me to go to first, and then we'll alternate. I don't know if that's gonna work out, but we can do. Well, what do we do first? So the first trivia? first thing is trivia. Do you oh, want to okay. do trivia? Yeah, I can read some trivia. All right, let's do trivia. Remember, ladies and gentlemen, this is where we call um, the IMDb corner, where we head over to IMDb's uh, web yeah. app, and uh, we just search through some of the cool stuff that's listed in the information. So we're gonna go through the trivia. Uh, Josh is gonna read off some of these things and uh, see what some fun, cool stuff that was uh, in the movie that you may or may not know that exists. So um, let's and I'm gonna get us to us. What are we What are we going at here? I'm going to go by the most interesting trivia. Most interesting trivia. Are you um, going up or down? Oh. Um, going down, I'm assuming. Man, they're all pretty long. Because um, that's the reason why I usually read five. Yeah, so I... I think uh, you can do that one. I think, yeah. you're, I think you're good. Okay, yeah, we'll just start from the top, and I'll just, I'll just read Are you one. doing in the novelization? Yeah. Okay, all right, cool. So, um, okay. Number one. Yeah, warning, spoilers, haha. <laughs> yeah, we just spoiled <laughs> the whole movie there. Um, in the novelization of Alien Covenant, David shows Orum a fossilized ovomorph, which I'm assuming is the egg. And, and Orum is uh, Chris, by the way. Oh, okay, and and the dead face hugger within, pointing out that they are an engineer creation, engineered long before he arrived on the planet. 
David goes on to express a desire to play God, stating that the wish is to create a similarly perfect life form himself, apparently inspired by engineers' past experiments that created first the first xenomorphs. Um, this in a strong contradiction to the film, which instead implies David is the originator of the xenomorph species and creating them without any references from engineers' past experiments. Interesting. So in the book, it mm. says that the engineers are the one that made the eggs and David's just trying to recreate that. Yeah, that's but really in the movie, it implies that David is the one that made them. Oh, so, weird. There you go. Huh. Number two. Um, when Daniel straps the xenomorph in the truck on the terraforming base, she says, I got you, you son of a bitch. This is what Ripley says near the end of the first Alien after she blows up the Nostromo. Oh. Wow. Should I? No, we're going to well, move guess, on. I, yeah, I guess I already spoiled No, it. no, you, you just said blows up something. That's it. That's all. Oh, That's all okay. Yeah, we'll just stop there. Yeah. Sorry, I didn't realize that was a first. Let it me, does, let it me does say spoil. <laughs> well, I thought it was talking about this. No, one, I, so. I know. I know. Okay, I know. Gonna, I'm not going to blame you on we're that. We're going to skip gonna... the next one. Okay. Um, Number okay. three. So the glimpse we get of Shaw's corpse with bony gross uh, blending with her head recalls several of H.R. Giger's paintings that focused on female faces, particularly L.I.L. Yeah, I don't know what I don't that is. Lee-I, maybe. Lee- yeah. I don't know who e? that is. Yeah. yeah. It might be, maybe it's an Asian name or something. Lee-E. But H.R. Giger is the guy who created the xenomorphs, right? Correct, yes. Yeah, he, he, he's the designer. All, all of... the xenomorphs and and most of the designs are based off of his artwork if he didn't create them himself. Because, like, he, I think he died in, like, the early 2000s. So, I think everything, like, post-AVP is all, like, other people's drawing based off of his inspiration number four uh, ridley scott originally considered the derelict ship in alien to have been a type of bomber prometheus then suggested that to have been the purpose with the engineer's ships covenant has now fully presented this ship carrying out that very function by david on the engineer's homeworld. okay so essentially those were the, the big donut yeah spaceship was a bomber yeah which we which is kind of implied because you're like why do they have all of this stuff on here if what are they ever gonna do yeah that's because they're gonna do that those are the bombs and number five um and then the tagline itself is a direct reference to the divine comedy which we'll get to the taglines here pretty soon so yep 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 yep. i know that's your favorite part um well actually i won't get to do it because unless you want to take loot box oh well do you want to do the taglines Okay. I, I yeah, because I was like, I, I know you like the tagline. So all right, yeah. this is uh, um, we're moving on to loot box. This is where we go in and we find uh, what well, this is a random one. So we either can do what are you gonna choose today? Let's are you do gonna soundtrack. do soundtrack? We're gonna do soundtrack. Yeah, because right. there's goose crazy credits and soundtrack. I don't think we've ever done soundtrack. I don't think we have either. Uh, okay. Um, I don't really know which what you want to do here. Oh well. Uh, well, I mean, I I don't know. I just hit soundtrack credits, and it basically just kind of has some lists of like what the songs are that are in it, and yeah, whatever you want to do. Oh, okay, yeah. So basically, so you got the alien theme from the original Alien, which will be the the uh, sneak uh, tease. Oh, which one's our next movie? Yeah, stay tuned and find out. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then that's by Jerry Goldsmith. Um, and then we have a song in there. Oh, well, this this is the entrance to the gods into Valhalla, which yes. is say, is stated. Yeah, das Rheingold. Yeah, um, which is uh, David is playing. This. Yeah, so at the beginning of the movie and at the end of the movie, David's playing the song on piano in front of Peter. And then at the end of the movie, when he's basically getting ready to spit up the eggs, um, he asks Mother to play the song for him. Um, and it's essentially, yeah, it's the... Um, one of those old school like classical musics. Um, Number three, "Take Me Home, Country Roads" by John Denver. Um, yeah, 
written by John Denver, Taffy Nevert as Taffy Danoff. I don't know who that is. And Bill Danoff, I guess that was his wife at one point. Um, yeah, just, you know, old school musicians. Uh, the Man Who Broke the Bank at Monte Carlo, written by Fred Gilbert. I'm not sure which song that is, but uh, I'm sure it's in there somewhere. You got Ancient Flute by Harry Gregson Williams, and I'm I'm guessing that's probably the flute song, like the either the song that he was teaching Walter or it's the Prometheus theme played on the flute is what I'm guessing. Um, the next one is uh, Life and We Were Right, composed by Harry Gregson Williams, which is probably just another song from the score. Um, Let Me Down Easy, written by Paolo Nutini, Roland Rolo Armstrong, and James McDougall, and I guess Retchia Holloway. I don't really know how to say her name. Um, I don't know if that's a band or... Here, let me look at Paul something. No, it doesn't really say anything about him. Um, I'm just guessing that's probably a band, and they probably paid some music. And then the Das Gold thing is on there twice. Yeah, because it's, uh, it gets performed, and yeah, then it, also not performed. Yeah, so it must be like going in the order that you hear the songs in the movie. Yeah. All right, well, that, that's pretty much it. That's the music that was in there. So, Oh, Wagner, that's who, that's who the Das Gold is by. All right, now we head over to my favorite is taglines. This is the taglines that are used to oh my promote the movie, and these are god-awful. Dude, there's – oh, my God. <sighs> these suck. <laughs> Here, starting at number one, run. <laughs> it's terrible. Number two, the path to paradise begins in hell. And I'm, I'm curious if that is the one um, that's the, the – uh, the main one? That's the one that I was talking about just a oh, second okay. ago. Yeah, Paradise Lost or whatever. Yes. Uh, number two, hide. I mean, sorry, this is number three, hide. Number four, scream. Number five, pray. <laughs> number six, love. Yeah, no. <laughs> number <laughs> seven, eat. Number six is discover the origin of terror. And number seven is the beginning of a nightmare. These are terrible. And number eight, witness the creation of fear. Yeah, the path to paradise begins in hell is like the only good one that out of that entire good. group. That was pretty good. All right. Um, so I, I just realized like we never mentioned who actually directs these movies. Oh, good call. Um, so obviously Ridley Scott is the director of this movie. Um, and that's pretty much... That's the director here. I could yeah. list off the others if you really want me to. I, I'm going to have to search here. Okay. From now on, we'll do yeah, that. From at now the, on, at we'll this do that. point, I think we're already like. We're, we're deep into movie. it. We're yeah. deep into it. Just if you guys are like, we're still figuring this out. This is our first season. So this is still kind of a little bit of a rough draft for how we're laying out the. Yeah. And by the, the way, if you guys have stuff, suggestions, so, feel yeah. free to comment too. So I like, we can, we can put that into the mix now. You know, maybe we should write down like what we want to look about on like certain things like that for the next season. Yeah. Um, but, uh, uh, yeah, you're getting a little behind-the-scenes preview there of us talking about it. <laughs> um, release date was May 19th, 2017. May 19th, huh? May 19th. Um, that was a big deal for a, a movie called See No Evil that Kane was oh. in. I don't know if you remember that. No. Kane, Kane's no. in a movie no. called See No Evil. No. And they kept making a big deal about May 19th was some sort of thing. And then it uh, turns out that that was just the release of See No Evil. <laughs> There was like a whole big, Damn, like, dude. shoot. Anyway. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, that's the thing. Uh, let's check out the box office. Uh, what do we got for box offices a year ago now? So, get budget, these next two. Budget was $97 million estimated. 
Um, That's a nice round number. Yeah, <laughs> they're um, not the uh, the nice weird numbers. Yeah, here. they're like we don't want to we don't want to figure out the budget. Opening yeah. weekend, it got thirty six million one hundred sixty thousand six hundred and twenty one dollars U.S. I guess that's okay because that's a third of the movie. Yeah, I mean, I guess yeah, it was okay for opening weekend. For opening, that's opening we- weekend. Yeah, that's not bad for an opening weekend. Did um, make its money back though. And then yeah, and then gross worldwide, it took two hundred forty million eight hundred ninety one thousand seven hundred sixty three dollars. So it it made its budget back and then some, um, about one and a half times. Uh, but but yeah, it didn't do so well here in the U.S. All right, now we're moving on to tech specs. Uh, you know what, Josh? You can go ahead and run tech specs. Okay. Uh, pick whatever you want. Just read off whatever you like. I don't read okay. everything here. So oh, yeah, whatever so, you feel like. Oh, stands weird. out to you. Okay, so runtime. Um, this is interesting. So two hours and two minutes, 122 mm. minutes. But in China, mainland China, 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 and mainland China, it was 115 minutes, one one hour and 55 minutes because it was a censored version. Interesting. So, I want to know the difference. Yeah, I'm curious what they censored. I wonder if it was like some violence, or maybe it was the sex scene, or the convulsion. Yeah, That's pretty violent. Yeah, I'm curious. Um, all right, and then uh, it looks like. Um, so aspect ratio is 1.90 to 1 IMAX version select screens. Um, I guess the typical version is 2.39 to 1. Um, camera, we got an – I love – this is my favorite part when you do the tech specs. I love how just ridiculous some of these names sound. Yeah, good luck the with these ones. camera, Ari Alexa Mini Ingenue Optico DP Rouge Panavision PCZ and – P vintage lenses. Nice. Like, God, that sounds so ridiculous. Yeah. Um, well, they're French, so. Yeah. <laughs> and then. Uh, Except the Panavision one. And then it looks like there's another one, Ari Alexa XT. Everything else is the same. Yeah. So it looks like it's just basically a mini and a large version of the same camera. Yeah. Um, and then uh, laboratory, I'm guessing that's the. Uh, Where the film was developed. Oh, gotcha. Okay. So we got Company 3 for the digital intermediate and Fluent Image for London, UK. I'm guessing they kind of finished it off. And then um, uh, uh, then we'll just say uh, the form fat here, film format. Sorry. <laughs> what did I say? I don't know. I don't know what I you're reading. I, now. I think I said form format. For, for fat. <laughs> yeah, I said something weird there. I don't even know what I just said. Uh, D Cinema. That was the film format, printed film format. Yeah. I, I think we'll probably call that good on because I don't. Sure. Yeah. Sure. Uh, all right. Uh, now we head into the ranking. This yes. is where we rank the movie. I have to figure out which what I what I gave this. Uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. I'll, I'll accept that. Um. All right, this is where we go to the rankings as just a little bit of a brief uh, recap on it. I, I think I may have said that I wasn't going to run through this every single episode, but I'm just going to remind you just in case. Yeah, you have them in order. So. Yeah, uh, well, of just what the rating system oh, oh, means. Gotcha. We'll get into what it actually is in a moment. So a 10 is a groundbreaking. Uh, a 9 to 9.9 is a must-have. An 8 to 8.9 is marvelous. 7 to 7.9 is worthy. A 6 to 6.9 is a borrow. A 5 to 5.9 is meh. A 4 to 4.9 is mediocre. A 3 to 3.9 is terrible. A 2 to 2.9 is horrific. A 1 to 1.9 is unplayable or unwatchable. And a 0 to 0.9 is trash. So, um, I guess I'll kick this off since uh, technically it's my turn. So, the thing about this film is uh, I think it's definitely better than Prometheus. Uh, just because it, we actually get to see xenomorphs, we actually get to th- see three different versions of what a alien looks like, and then we actually get to see the full-on xenomorph. 
Um, I will say it, it, this kind of hurts more more Prometheus than Alien Covenant um, because we never see what came out of the the thing that was out of the engineer because it's on a different planet mm-hmm. and we don't even know where that planet's at in correlation to this planet. Um, I thought the acting was pretty top. It was pretty nice, pretty good. Uh, there were some kind of loose ends here and there, but uh, the red shirts are red shirts. Yeah. Uh, as opposed to the main people, they actually did a pretty good job. I thought there was a main, uh, the the main lead. I thought she was really good. Yeah. Um, I thought Michael Fassbender did a phenomenal job in this movie, uh, as two different characters and played them pretty well. Uh, like in order to keep them separated, I thought it was pretty. Like enticing and controlling, and also I liked uh, Danny McBride did a pretty good job. I always like seeing actors like break out of their shell to become yeah. their own thing. There was a little bit of comedy, but like he didn't fall back on that. He did add a little bit of emotion, and I think that he may have called for that. I think they that either Ridley Scott or Danny McBride definitely pulled out something where they're like, "Hey, I need you to bring some emotion to this scene." And I think he did a pretty good job. He, he without going like blubbering idiot, right? Because uh, you know sometimes if you do that. An actor could probably give you a stupid... Yeah, like uh, when he finds out his wife's dead. Yeah, yeah, and he could give you a stupid take, and you're like, oh, well, that's not good. Um, but I thought he did a pretty good job. I thought he added emotion to it. I thought it was pretty good. Um, so with that, I thought the story was also pretty decent uh, because it's just mainly an alien movie. It's mainly supposed to just tell you about how the aliens kind of came into the thing. I will say this movie definitely feels like half a movie. Because if you didn't see Prometheus, this movie could honestly not make a lick of shit. Yeah. <laughs> like, it doesn't make... Mm-hmm. There's a lot of stuff that doesn't make sense. Like, why... If you didn't know who David was, I could see this movie not really being a big deal to you. Right. Um, and I don't really know anyone that didn't see Prometheus before they saw this movie. Because usually anyone that saw this movie saw Prometheus first. Um, with that said, I did see this... This is one of those movies I have already seen before, but I'm not going to talk at points for that. With <laughs> uh, all said and done, I gave it a seven, which on our scale is worthy. I think it's worthy of owning. I think it's a lot better in the sense of if you owned it, you could pop it in once or twice. I think if you want to see something that's like kind of fucked up in some scenes in a good way of like, dude, whoa, that's a little much, uh, this movie brings it. And they don't shy away from it. I think this is definitely a Ridley Scott version of a movie mm-hmm. where maybe he tried to do that with Prometheus, but they wouldn't let him do it. And they're like, hey, I did it your way, and no one likes this movie that much. I'm going to do it better. and I'm going to bring more violence in this one. And I think he brought it. And it definitely shows a lot more. Like I said, it's the most messed up throwing up scene I've ever seen. It's the most like grossest like shingles popping spine exploding like cat creature pops out of this guy that's pretty messed up like explosions of people just dying in fire that's pretty messed up but i i i think it's it's not an eight it's definitely not an eight but i think it's worthy of owning anyway seven there we go that's my score what about you josh uh so okay (laughs) it's kind of funny so it's it's kind of good um that you went first on this one because I don't think I rated this as, as fondly as you did. I, uh, that's fine. That's what the averages are for. Yeah. I like. okay. So don't get me wrong. I like the movie, 
I I think it's it's fairly fun as far as the movie goes. But my problems lie mostly with, I guess, it, it, kind of what you were saying, where if you haven't seen Prometheus, this movie makes no sense. So it's already got that kind of going against it. And then number two, the amount of stupid decisions that characters make in the movie, like, the, it doesn't make any sense. Like, when they go on the planet without suits, um, Ferris slipping and falling with the shotgun on the blood. Um, and that whole scene, uh, basically yeah. being like a slapstick comedy scene. Um, the idea that ten- Tennessee, yeah, the idea that Tennessee says we don't leave, we didn't leave Earth to be safe. You know, <laughs> it's it's little things like that that really distract me from this from this movie. Okay. And so, overall, like the story itself, I get and I un- I understand where it's going. Um, it's a little bit it's a little bit more like oh, robot with daddy issues to me than anything, but. Um, but the, like I like the fact that we get to see the xenomorphs. The CGI is really great. Um, it's just it's just and some of the character development is really good. Michael Fassbender again, fantastic, playing two characters this time. Uh, Daniels was pretty good. Um, the guy who played Chris was he was all right. Uh, and then of course Tennessee, you know Danny McBride's always great in whatever he's in. Uh, and and like you were saying too, he wasn't so typecast in this. But uh, overall, I personally did not like this one better than Prometheus. Okay. And I thought Prometheus was a, a uh, like, I like the ideas behind Prometheus a little bit better. And I feel like with this one, Ridley Scott really backtracked because everybody was so mad that they didn't see an alien in Prometheus. He was like, well, shit, now I got to put an alien in this movie. Because the original plan for Prometheus was it, it was going to have nothing to even do with the xenomorphs. And it was only going to be all about the engineers and Shaw and and David having to do with all that. And then Ridley Scott, I guess, apparently backtracked because of all the backlash. And so he put a xenomorph into the movie. And so that kind of hurts it for me too. Um, just knowing that he kind of gave in to demand rather than writing something that he truly wanted to write. Mm-hmm. So overall, I would still watch the movie if it came on. Um, but to me, this one was just a meh and I gave it a five. A five. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Ooh, it's a little, little bit of a separation on the average there. Yeah? yeah, no doubt, huh? Okay, well, so to get the average, we take our seven, we add it with our five, and then we divide it by two, which gives us a six. Um, And so that is a solid six, which Prometheus got. Oh, huh. uh, <laughs> the irony. <laughs> so we have a tie. For the first time ever in our uh, movie combat season. So now it goes Predator is number one with an 8.5. Predators with a 7. Predator 2 with a 6.5. And then with a tied sixth place. Now remember with ties, it goes down a rank. So now tied with fifth place. Because that's how ties mm-hmm. work. Mm-hmm. Is Prometheus and Alien Covenant. And then rounding into sixth place is AVP. And then when seventh place is The Predator. And in eighth place, AVPR. And those are your... Those are your rankings so far. Nice. So now that's interesting. I didn't think we were going to get a tie. I don't know why I, d- I thought that, but that's that's going to be it. 
for uh, for our we did the walkthrough, we did our trivia, we did our loot box, we did our taglines, we did our release date, a box office, tech specs, and now our ranking, a solid six for Primal Target as our average. And that is the final score for that. You know, okay, so here's the here's the other thing. I, I think we there there might be people that jumped in here about halfway through the season. So I wanna I wanna specify the reason why our scale has points in it, but we're only rating on solid numbers is because IMDb doesn't allow us to put points, a, a decimal right, system yeah. in there. And that's how we keep track. But yeah, so there you go. There you go. Uh, a solid six from uh, from Alien Covenant. But next week, we are watching. What are we watching, Josh? So we are watching the original 1979 Alien by Ridley Scott. I'm going to let you know, everybody. This is the first time I've ever gonna watch Alien all oh the way my through, God. and it's such a good movie. Because I've seen it on TV, like here and there. You know how they, you jump in it, and you're like, "Oh, mm-hmm. it's on," and then you leave, and then you're like, "Oh, well," because I left for commercial break, and then you come back like an hour <laughs> yeah. later. Yeah. So this is the first time I'm actually gonna be like watching Alien for the first time all the way through, and then through the rest of the season too. This is gonna be like new movies to me. I've never even seen Alien 2. Oh, my God, I've never, dude. I've aliens? never seen Alien 3. Oh, dude, a- <laughs> Aliens is so good. And I've never seen so Alien what, 4, whatever they call that, yeah, Resurrection. Resurrection. Alien Erection. I've never seen that movie either. Um, you think there's a porno version named Alien Erection? Probably. I'm sure there is. <laughs> it's racist. Re- uh... <laughs> Ridley Spoot. Yeah, probably. It's like it's instead of uh, Ripley, it's probably like Ripper, Titley, or or yeah, Ripper. Yeah. What else? Who other characters are in there? Um, Ash is ass. Yeah, and then uh, Bishop, I guess. Uh, Um, he probably bitch tits. I don't know. Yeah, bitch tits would probably be it. Yeah, something (laughs) like that. Um, let's see here. I can't. I don't know what else there is. Uh, but anyway, ladies and gentlemen, if you guys wanna, if you guys wanna watch Alien, make sure you definitely tune in with us next week because we are watching Alien. That is your assignment. Go and do your duty. Go watch your movie. Come back here. That rhymed. I didn't. I think I might keep that. Oh, one. Yeah, nice. <laughs> I might keep I like that one. I'm gonna write that one down. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, go do your duty. Watch your movie. Watch Alien. And we'll see you guys next week. Good night, everybody. This was Movie Combat. Later's.